Welcome to the worst roller coaster podcast on the internet. Now, let's join Ben and Zach as they tell you why your favorite coaster sucks. I'm Zach, and I'm now an officially an ace member again. I'm Ben, and I'm still in bed. I'm Drew, and the views and opinions of the hosts are those of the hosts, not any company which they're affiliated with. Occasional adult language will be used. Spoken like such a professional. Holy shit. We got Drew the intern here. What's going on, Drew? What is going on, guys? Uh, good morning. Yeah, this is this is very morning. exciting, man. We've been trying to get you on for a long time. Yeah, um, it's, it's pretty exciting. Uh, I'm blowing off my parents that flew in town to uh, see my my son today to do this and uh, all of that good stuff. So I'm excited to be here. Woo! We matter to someone. All right. Um, so holy shit, Drew, uh, obviously from In The Loop, you got other plugs you want to shout out? Yeah. Up um, here up top? Uh, obviously our In The Loop YouTube channel, it's where we make all of our money so I can afford to do theme park fun things. Um and how everyone else can afford to do fun theme park things. Like Clint's on a cruise right now. Not Legend, but Clint's on a cruise. And uh, follow me on Twitter at Drew the Intern because that's really the only place I ever interact with anyone because following everybody on a bunch of different medias is annoying. So if you need to talk to me, Drew the Intern on Twitter. That's that's how we got him on the show. So bug him enough and he'll probably do whatever you're asking. I probably responded to you within like 20 minutes the first time you sent me something. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think also we tweeted about you. We didn't just DM you. Yeah, I we were mean, like, we calling you out. I think you got to get the follow first before you can DM me. All right, so try bugging him. Wait till he follows you, then bug him some more. Yeah, that, that, that's the strategy. <laughs> it might take five years, but it'll be fine. Hey, at least you uh, bugged the- me enough, and I I listened to a first couple of shows, which. Uh, doesn't happen like there's a lot of podcasts that i haven't actually listened to yet that people talk about but uh i i've i've heard most of some of your episodes wow that's better listener retention than most of our listeners (laughs) i mean i don't know i i listened through the entirety of each one several times as i edit so it's not it's not as bad as some of our reviewers on itunes may lead you to believe but hey Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. People assholes. are just really angry on the internet. That's true. And the people that really enjoy stuff tend to not talk about it. Whereas the people who like hate on shit are going to hate on shit. Exactly. So um, normally we're a nighttime show, but uh, we'll, we'll record in the morning. We make exceptions when we, when we have specific timing requests. So, uh, what, what are you sipping on this morning, Drew? All right. So uh, sipping on uh, some ice water with uh, some airborne in it as uh, both my wife and son have, uh, have the flu and not just Ooh. any flu, but the uh, H1N1 uh, swine flu. So uh, I'm trying not to catch that and uh, drinking some uh, airborne. Good Lord. Now, I, uh, I got that stupid H1N1 back in like 09. Yeah, we got it at CeCe's Pizza. I think you're probably right. I think it was CC's. Because there were like these kids running around sneezing on all the tongs and shit. And yeah. You have a better memory than I do for that. I would have blocked that out. Hence probably why I would have ate the pizza. (laughs) But regardless, you know, I ended up in the ICU 
and uh, shit my pants. That was fun. And um, I wanted to get like one of those baseball jerseys that just says, I survived H1N1, but I never did it. But yeah, but it's not as scary anymore. And like modern medicine has sort of improved. And so it's it's now basically just a normal flu. And or at least that's what the doctor told me to calm me down when I found out my one year old had swine flu. Well, it seems like, uh, you know, the bedside manner is good. And, yeah. oh. <laughs> he's, he's playful. He's uh, he's eaten. So, you know, I guess that's good signs. Good. All right. Well, glad to hear your your son is doing better. How's is is your wife doing all right? Uh, she's sort of uh, on the the curve down where she had like her terrible days and now she's better. Uh, she's out at uh, Disney Springs right now uh, buying more makeup at Sephora. So I would guess, guess she's doing well. <laughs> all right. Right on. Well, glad glad everyone's uh, making a smooth recovery over yes. there. <laughs> the intern household is doing well. <laughs> Ben, what do you what do you got over there this morning as you're waking up? Um, coffee, water, cheese sticks. It's about it. We gave right. you a seven a.m. Yeah. wake wake up call for this one, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. But that call, that wake up call, didn't really. I didn't hear it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. the wake up, the literal wake up call, did not get answered. <laughs> well, I don't think I actually fell asleep till like four thirty. So. And then you had to wake your ass up three and a half hours later to come do this. This is what it was like. The glory of podcasting. Like passion. Passion. Like six years ago, this is what it was like to record the In the Loop show because Clint was a, a nighttime DJ. And so he'd be at bars till like 3 and 4 a.m. And then we would try to do like a, a 10 or 11 a.m. show Eastern time. And he would be well asleep because he didn't get up till like 2 to 4 o'clock. Anyone who wants to do a podcast in the morning is a sick person. I'm sorry. Well, like, oh, man. normally too, like I'm not gonna get, I'm not getting, I'm not gonna drink anything for this show or get high. It's not a, can't start that early. No wake and bake. No. Oh, I've been over here. I'm already on bowl number two. All right. I played no, a whole like, goddamn Bob Marley album this morning. Now that was and, one thing. Like as I get older, I, I have to like push my smoking times later and later throughout the day just to make myself feel less guilty about it. All right. Well, you're, you're harboring a lot of your own baggage towards marijuana then. Yeah. That's, that seemed like a a downer, man. No, I just, I just smoke the same amounts, but I just smoke it in a shorter amounts of window time at the end of the day. Do you get higher? Oh Yeah. Well, that's good at least. Because your because your daily your daily your daily tolerance is lower, you know. Versus if you start in the morning, you gotta like maintain it all day, and you, I don't know. Well, I'm in the middle of a three day weekend here, so I'm getting high in the morning. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Plus, we're two weeks into legalization here, so um, holy shit. I went to No Coaster Con yesterday. I want to I want to give a quick trip report. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited about this because it's something I sort of have interest in going to, but it's one of those things where how do I explain to my wife that I'm flying to Chicago for 2 days in the middle of January to go listen to old dudes talk about roller coasters? I mean, you could do it as a turnaround trip. You wouldn't have to go for 2 days. You come back the next day. Well, yeah, but like so I would fly out one day, fly back the next day. Go sit in a conference room, listen to that. Yep. Um, 
But but it, you know, honestly, as long as like the Azuzman part comes, I'm sort of interested in going. Oh, dude, they showed up and they were great. Uh, you said your former roommate was uh, is working for them now, right? Yeah, yeah, I've lived with him a couple of times. Um, he, it, it's funny. The Azuzman Park is not a large park, and there was a point in time where every full time employee at that park was somebody I knew. Wow. Um, <laughs> because they only had like five of them, and so like. They, we became like close personal friends with like the Azuzman Park at Iapa. So like when they built their new roller coaster, they uh, they announced it on our our show, and then it was like embargoed where we couldn't put it live until like the moment that they actually announced it. But we did like an interview with them like three weeks earlier. So uh, in the loop in uh, the Azuzman Park, go way back. I went. I haven't been to Azuzman Park, but I went to Santa's Village uh, when the day it closed way back in 05 and um, I have to go back now back yeah there. I need to go back now I mean they were so kind to all the ace members at no coaster con that we all got free admission and a bunch of unsold merchandise well so what what do they have there coaster wise um that's a fantastic question that I am going to get to RCDB uh, they have a wacky worm uh, which was the wacky worm that was down in old town here and then they have uh, the Cyclone, which is one of those new age Pinfaris that's not made by Pinfari, but someone bought the patent for that has the weird like over the shoulder vest restraint things. Oh, gross. Yes. Not necessarily something you want to travel to, but <laughs> yeah, uh, still nice people. Yeah, absolutely. Their presentation was good, too. I think they mentioned they were going to do an ace event this year. Which is interesting. I mean, let's be honest. Any place that has a roller coaster can pull an ace event now, and some people are going to show up if they get exclusive perks. Of course. Absolutely. Walkbacks. People still pay 40 bucks to get a a bad buffet meal and, uh, yeah, whatever. An exclusive backstage place where you can take five pictures. (laughs) Um, But, you know, it looks cool. So, yeah, Azusan's Park did a cool presentation. I guess they're going by Santa's Village again now. RCDB says Santa's Village Azusment Park, so I guess it's both. Whatever. Roll the dice. Any three, I'm sure, is acceptable. Um, Ace all got invited to Orion Media Day. There you go. I think we uh, we weren't surprised of that announcement. No, no. So it's going to be a bunch of people going, yeah, it's a really good addition to the park. Uh, maybe. I think you're going to get a lot of people who are like, man, that sucked. And it was a waste of my time coming out here and be all complaining about it. Wow. Well, I mean, coaster enthusiasts are such a small group of, you know, the demographic of theme parks. They don't need to do anything for us and we'll still pay and show up. Yeah. True. Yeah. And I mean, for the most part, coaster enthusiasts kind of suck. For business, absolutely. There's yeah. some real nice people and, you know, fun to be had. But business-wise, absolutely. We buy season passes and dining plans. They make no return on investment for us. No, and unless they have cool new T-shirts, you're not buying any merchandise. You're definitely not playing the games. Right, yeah. yeah well, we buy the nano coasters, but we already have, like, the discount from owning the season pass. Like, Yeah. <laughs> yep. 
yeah, so we do suck me. for business. Yeah, yeah, no, we we suck for business. So parks don't have to do shit for us, and their business is completely unaffected because Ace will still show up with a plaque like this coaster is the first one of this kind. Well, so I'm curious though. Like, so was there actual backlash from uh, Goliath Media Day that they still talk about? Well, I think in part it was Rocco as well. Oh, okay, yeah. It, yes, one egg can totally. Oh, absolutely, guys! Absolutely, it takes one insane fucking asshole like Rocco for a park to go. Well, we're never dealing with these shitheads again. And you can't really blame them, because yeah. it's fucking Rocco. But, um, or or you know, it takes like uh, one tweet that just has the letter Z several times in response to Ruger's announcement that gets uh, people taken off the Cedar Point Media and Cedar Point Club list for the next ten years. <laughs> Rocco. No, that was that was us in oh. the loop. We made fun of Ruger, and then. Uh, Got Coaster Crew and uh, all of that taken off the uh, the approved clubs list for uh, Cedar Point for Coaster Mania. Oh, wow. And off their media list and all that kind of stuff. I mean, that's ridiculous. Oh, you have an opinion that's less than good? Hmm. Well, that's very Florida media, like Disney and Universal. Like if you say something negative about an addition, like you're gone. They don't they don't need that. They want people who are they would rather have someone talk about Hagrid. And their answer to Hagrid's was, I don't know. I didn't ride it. It was too scary. It just looked like such a thrilling ride that I wasn't ready to ride it yet as an answer rather than, well, you know, the animatronics were good, except for this one here. And like the launches were fine, but I really wish the last launch did more than just launch you straight into a break run. Like that's not the results they want. That kind of makes sense. Yeah. That's like, that's why we're not messing with media over here. We know nobody's going to bite when the name of the place is your favorite coaster sucks, and that's fine by us. <laughs> like, like, just imagine if Cedar Point for Val Raven invited all of these nerd websites and all of that kind of stuff. They'd be like, well, you know, Val Raven was great and all, but it's like the fifth or sixth best coaster in the park, and uh, you're going to wait two hours at Cedar Point, or you could go walk on it at Busch Gardens Williamsburg. Yeah, no, totally. It's m- way more advantageous to them to just get people that like aren't quote unquote roller coaster experts that are going to have more of like um a, what you'd expect for a response. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, that's why Chicago's got that guy from WGN. Yeah, that, yeah, like, Marcus, roller coaster guy, Marcus. He's he he's goes and rides the rollies. He's a he's a nice dude. I met him yesterday, and I was able to get a short interview that I'll drop in in this episode in the editing process. I was going to ask. That. We might might have him on as a guest more formally at some point, but hey, short interview from No Coaster Con, we'll take it. Well, I was going to ask that. Did you, I'm like, Absolutely. did you end up asking, or uh, or did you end up like getting side interviews? I talked to Marcus Lashak from WGN, and I talked to Dwayne course from rcdb nice. who's an old friend all right you should have said hi to brian from the azusman park i was debating about that but i didn't want to like i didn't want to put you in a weird spot by being like yeah you know he's a friend of your favorite coaster sucks and uh, 
Uh, I set him up to let him know that I was telling a bunch of weirdos to go say hi to him. So, um, mm. well, damn, I blew my shot. Well, yes. I don't live terribly far from Dundee. I'll make it out there, and I'll and I'll just say this was a this was a rain check. <laughs> Drew yeah, sent a, me. I swear, old, he's a good old friend. Although I went back when I texted him today I, or yesterday, I like scrolled through our messages, and it's all just happy birthday, thanks, happy birthday, thanks. How are you? Good. Like for the past like four years. <laughs> well, hey, at least you're keeping in touch to some extent. Yeah. Better than me than people I knew like 10 years ago. I think yeah, Ben's true. probably only the only one I still talk to. It's fair. Um, something I saw that was interesting that I was chatting with you a little bit. Knobles getting new trains on Impulse. Yeah, they were talking about that. They had a very fancy rendering they were happy to share that I did not take a picture of because I figured everybody else did. Similar restraints. It's the lap bar still. But they said the new one has a lower height requirement, so they don't need the booster seat. It's probably just the booster seat mounted into all of the seats. (laughs) Yeah, we figured out how to bolt it on, so... So we're good now. And like everybody who's over five foot six is going to be like, ow. Oh, I'm too fat for this. <laughs> and suddenly now that's another one Rob can't ride. They did it just for that reason. <laughs> right. They're like, we, we can't modify the buzz bars to not fit his fat ass, but. <laughs> Everything else. Free game. <laughs> Oh shit! Um, Coaster Con's gonna be at Hershey Park this year. I might go. Yeah, they were saying like six parks. I don't really know much about Ace. I've never been a member, but it, it's something like Hershey Park, Dorney Park, uh, Knobles, and they of course include Dutch Wonderland. Because why wouldn't you? Yeah, you know, uh, I went to Dutch Wonderland for the first time over the uh, the summer, and. Probably should have spent more than an hour and a half there because they got some wacky shit that I really wanted to check out. They've got like the knockoff Star Tours ride that's like an outdoor simulator that so you're you're like outside and you, there's no building. It's just the simulator is outside and you step inside. And that was by far like Wait, the best worst ride I've ever I been on in my life. That sounds so weird. Oh, it was it literally is like from Roller Coaster Tycoon when you build the motion simulator. That. Wow, dude, that sounds horrible. Uh, it was it was so bad, but it was great, and like I just couldn't stop laughing the entire time I was going on that. And but we ran out of time because we didn't account for the fact that there'd be other weird shit other than like the three roller coasters to ride there. I don't remember much about visiting that park. I mean, it's been a while. It was kind of cool, but I didn't see any of this weird shit. Yeah, they had a they have a boat ride that goes around their like Dino Island where they had like their same thing as like dinosaurs alive. Only the dinosaurs face the other side, so you just are staring at dinosaur butts the entire boat ride. Oh wow. All right. It's like that Oh, you know what? Go ahead, Ben. Bob's burgers. <laughs> yeah, when she yeah. paints all the butts. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the, the present, the presenter from Dutch Wonderland mentioned that. And of course there was a presenter from Dutch Wonderland, nothing from Hershey, but Dutch Wonderland showed up. 
Good for them. Yeah, I mean, somebody had to do it. Dorney was there. They were just happy somebody called them. Mm-hmm. I They're saw like, uh, Tony Clark was there. Yeah, I uh, I was talking to Dwayne through the entire Cedar Point presentation, so I have no idea what they talked about. Um, I'm sure they were talking about bricks, and they've got uh, a new parade, and everyone should come and buy a gold pass. Yeah, probably, and... Uh, 150 lifetime tickets that you're not eligible to win if you live in fucking Florida. Really? Florida or New York? You can't. You're not eligible to win. Huh. Well, I'm not here in Illinois on that list, so hey. Does Florida or New York have some weird thing on uh, prizes, like with cash value? I, I don't know. Florida's got a lot of weird rules. Disney might just have some sort of law in the entire state. Like, no competitors doing promotions. I don't know. Uh, who knows? But, yeah, you can't win it if you live in Florida. Well, that sucks. Holy yeah. fuck, the sun's up. <laughs> Good morning. I don't think I've seen a sunrise in so long. Hey, Ben, are you, like, far from your mic? No, but it did drop in water, so I'm not sure how it's been affected. That okay, was that probably the funniest moment on your show has ever happened. <laughs> when all of a sudden there's a <laughs> noise, and um, uh, yeah, I was pulling into an, an auto zone to to get new windshield wipers when that happened, and I like thought it was my car for a second, and I just and then you were like, oh, I dropped my mic in water, and I just couldn't. I thought it was hilarious. That was too good to not leave in. Especially yeah, with the timing cool. of the question. Yeah, it worked perfectly. It was like some the the bang we, was the right noise. We were talking about a, um it fell into a walk. So it had a nice uh clang <laughs> to it. We were talking about I think um the woman who's married to oh, the, the thousand the and one Knox ride. Now Knobles Knobles oh, yeah. did address this before I had the chance to ask. I'm letting you know I would have asked. They addressed it beforehand. So they said they've only got one media inquiry about it and that the woman has not reached out to them as of yet. (laughs) She's probably moved on to another ride. Found someone that lives a little closer to home. I I love that Knobles has to address that because it's so weird. No other park would even remotely acknowledge it. But Knobles, nah, man, we we got a lady married to this ride. We got to talk about it. No park would even allow that, but Knobles is like, yeah. Oh, uh, you love our ride? Like, oh, you love our ride? Yeah. <laughs> Blackpool in England might do it because they've done a lot of weird things with like the naked roller coaster challenges. And then the guy who spent an entire month riding the Big Dipper and got like a sleeper car in it and all of that kind of stuff. Oh, wow. Yeah, you're right. All that weird shit in the UK. Those naked coaster rides are gross. I, I was thinking about those naked coaster rides when we were t- you were talking to uh, Luke on your last show about uh, the fucking um, gross harnesses and how nasty they are, and then all yeah, sweaty and whatnot. Yeah. Like, um, <clears throat> like a B and M flyer on a hot yeah. day, and you can tell how Ooh. gross they are because the people's skin like erodes the rubber, and so like when you have like the like bubbles or bumps and stuff on like the harness and the seat back. That's not from like 
just wear and tear. That's the oils of people's skins breaking down the plastic and rubber over time. Oh, oh God. Yeah. So enjoy your next rides. Oh man. I, I mean, the fact that I know it and still go out and ride all this shit, like I guess it's probably gross. Well, like if you think about the amount of like farts that a coaster seat has absorbed, mm-hmm. just like on any standard sitting coaster, steel wood doesn't matter. Just the amount of farts well, like, that have, it, it is absorbed. I mean, at least like on a on like a PTC bench, the uh, I feel like because it's all plastic, it might not absorb much. But that foam, the foam on B and M's, or the foam on uh, what else, like arrow arrow, uh, you know, shoulder restraints. Yeah, those are gross. Well, Tom Rebby was talking yesterday and showing pictures of how they do work on the old PTC cars. I got to imagine at least 30% of that is getting the farts out of there, man. Yeah. It goes through a machine. Yeah. They, they have, have the fart, fart extra- machine. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, um, I thought maybe it was in Japan. I could have sworn I saw this thing where basically there was a, the, the, on the transfer track, there was a little, it was almost like a car wash. So they could like turn this on and pass the train through it and it washed the train. Um, and they could do it a couple times throughout the day. Dude, that's amazing. I mean, that's pretty smart, but then you take a ride like dragster and you can't even fucking hose it down. If someone throws up in it, because then it'll ruin dry mode and all the wheels will get out of sync and all of that kind of stuff. Oy. Interesting. Yeah, that was a really interesting episode you guys had with El Toro Ryan talking about Dragster. And I was like, I was like, damn, I've worked that ride fucking forever. I spent two summers on that ride. I was like, it's interesting hearing someone else talk about it. It was super interesting to get his perspective, especially because he had worked King to Ka, too. Yeah. And him saying that, like, the operations between that Toro, Dragster, Millennium Force are all completely different. Yeah, I mean, I've. I've done Millennium, Dragster, Maverick, and Shoot the Rapids. And the only two that were remotely similar were Shoot the Rapids and uh, uh, Maverick. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Shoot the Rapids was terrifying. Oh, man. That was the, the worst summer of my life. Were you on it when uh, they were opening it? I was the open. I was on the opening team, so like... That night when okay. everybody was there bitching that the ride broke down when we had the employee ride night, I was only stuck at the park till 2 a.m. trying to cycle this thing to get it state approved while everyone else I had mean, the choice like, to was, be there. You I what? mean, there was a – it was funny, Bull, because they were trying to get the cycles in and there was a thunderstorm going on. Yep. I rode it. My first ride on it was in a thunderstorm and then our boat sunk. Oh, you were on the sun- sunken boat? Yeah. Ah, uh, man, it's so funny because I was definitely there. I was at load front when that boat sunk. Okay. Or unload front. <laughs> but yeah, no, I was there. I was there when that happened. Yeah, Holy that shit. I figured uh, Ben and I have probably been to like mutual moments have been in the same room before because we worked at Cedar Point like the same years. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it's happened or in the cafeteria or something. Mm-hmm. I uh, I mainly stuck to Ripcord, though. Ripcord Skyscraper. Uh, so this is where I thought I was going to get a, a mutual encounter. 
Um, and I can't remember exactly the specifics, but so I hung out with a lot of the Magnum team and okay. in 2010, and we had this three day like birthday party. Cause it was one girl's birthday. And then some kid from challenge parks, 21st birthday. And then my birthday, like right after that. So it was like three in a row and it was a bunch of challenge park people over at my apartment. And I was like, I wonder if he was over at my apartment. <laughs> probably. But at the same time. Like if I, when I think back on it, I probably have been in so many people's apartments mm-hmm. and I've drank so much that there's no reliable memories, you know, like, yes, that's I can fair. never confirm it unless there's a picture or something. It's like 10 years ago. And yeah, right. But that is still crazy and proves to how small this whole community is. Yeah. Yeah, it's, small. it's true. I mean. I mean, like when I so in early 2010, um, I don't even remember anybody's names, but we kind of had a deal. We would like fly the rip or we'd fly the Magnum crew and then they would uh, chain off the fifth car and then let us sit in there for a couple hours at a time. Uh, I definitely have been sitting in that like Magnum fifth car with people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure we've like. Hung up, or you know, I'm sure we've interacted. It's yeah, just funny. I mean, I'm sure the yeah. Ripcord crew has fl- the Ripcord crew had flown me free in 2010 too. So, okay, <laughs> I, yeah, I am pretty sure we've probably met in real life. But I also went and Facebook stalked a little bit, and your face doesn't look familiar. But then again, that's 10 years of drinking. I don't really remember anything either. I was uh, I was kind of fat, or I was like coming out of my obesity. So, mm-hmm. and I had longer hair. I don't look anything like I did. Okay. Well, then I have no idea what you looked like. <laughs> <laughs> I'll uh, I'll tweet some old uh, crew photos and I'll point myself out. So is that why you both like Magnum so much? Magnum two thousand uh, 2010 was probably like one of like the solid best memories of my like Cedar Point there is just riding the fuck out of that like – Oh man, probably. I just that Magnum's fantastic. It didn't. Um, it's weird because it was never a top ten for me until I worked there, and then I rode it. It probably was like the first hundred rides on it, and then it kind of started to grow on me. And now it's like gotten better as the more I ride it. And honestly, the, I, I can't say anything now that Vengeance is there, but. Most employees at Cedar Point prefer Magnum over any other coaster there up until like probably now that Vengeance is there. That's probably the winner. But Magnum was always like everyone's favorite. Yeah. yeah. Well, damn, I have no idea. I worked at Great America. Well, you fucked up, man. Yeah, clearly. You would work at Six Flags other than the regional destiny, which was uh, Cedar Point. I mean... I had some interest in doing it, but then uh, the opportunity never arose at a good time. So, CedarPoint.com slash jobs, bro. That that opportunity is always there. Well, I know that now, but I was definitely not a – I was I was much more socially inhibited, you know, 10-plus years ago. Well, that's fair. Um, but speaking of Cedar Point, holy shit, we can cover some news stories right quick. We usually just trade off on these. Uh, I guess if you've listened, then you probably know how it goes. 
Uh, so you're welcome to take the first one here, Drew. All right, let the games begin at Cedar Point Center. Uh, Cedar Point opened up their new uh, indoor basketball arena for their sports court area, and which I mean, it makes sense for them. They've now got reasons for people to come to Sandusky even earlier. They can now do winter things, so push sales at a uh, Castaway Bay. Uh, good for Sandusky. Good for Cedar Point. Uh, I love the fact that they're stealing ideas from Disney, like doing the runs and now uh, the sports area, like worldwide of sports here at Disney. So good stuff for them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> it's hilarious to see Cedar Fair leaning into those Disney strategies after, you know, <coughs> their stance for so long had been just like, no, we, we build rides into our parks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, so. I remember an old campaign Cedar Point had where they were like, "We are the unthemed park." Yeah, they uh, they've realized that the the multi million dollar rides don't quite have the investment or the return on investment that they wanted. So, like, hmm, well, you know, for less than the price of a coaster, we could probably just build a sports facility. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's interesting is that ended up going to be the sports facility because there were definitely plans drawn up that that spot was going to be the relocation of Soak City, and then all of Soak City was going to be expanded into more park, but I guess they decided the sports facility made more sense. Hmm. Yeah. Wow, I hadn't heard about that. That's really interesting. Yeah. It would It would make sense to move Soak City. That would open up a good amount of free space to put another area of Cedar Point. Yeah, I mean, that it would, but uh, now you got a sports facility, so I don't think it's moving anytime soon. Plus, they put all the infrastructure and in making it Cedar Point Shores. But I think it was definitely on the table at one point. Probably too expensive. Well, there's been that rumor for a while now that they'd switch to off-site parking and then expand with that area. Yeah, I mean... So who knows? That That could still be a possibility. They could have, like parking near the sports facility yeah kind of and, it all into one who knows that 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 place is really interesting to me because i mean i feel like i spent half of my like coming of age like life there like it was like 19 to 24 that i was living in sandusky working at that place so like it i i like it, it like feels like a home and so I, I i just kind of want the best for them but i still also shit on them whenever they do something stupid I will. So, um, have you pretty much gone every year since you've worked there? Well, yes, ish. I definitely went every year for the past couple of years, but then uh, I haven't been since Val Raven opened. Now at this point, just because Cedar Point Shores didn't get me there, and I had like other shit going on, and then we knew Vengeance was coming the following year, and then my wife got pregnant, and we were gonna. I was gonna go for In the Loops Drunken Vengeance weekend. But I didn't think it was fair to be like, hey, come along. You can't ride any of these rides, though, because you're pregnant and um, uh, you can't drink anything because you're pregnant. So uh, thanks for coming. And so it didn't happen. And then um, uh, now I'm sort of just waiting until like my my son can enjoy it a little bit more uh, right. because, I mean, I've I'd been going to there since I was a kid and I didn't even live in Ohio for all that long in my life but I always would go to Cedar point as a kid and just remember riding like giant wheel and the, the antique cars and stuff with my parents. So like, I'm 
I probably won't be back until it's time to like relive that with him, I guess. Right. Well, like, I was going to say, cause like the town really hasn't changed. I guess like I'm so used to seeing, you know, cities and everything rapidly change, but Sandusky is still the same and it's kind of cool. No. And it's really funny that like, Years later, like people will be working at Cedar Point and I'll see pictures. And I'm like, I used to live in that apartment because they, they rent the same apartments right off of Cleveland Road that are behind the uh, the Marathon gas station. And I'm like, I used to live there and all of that kind of stuff. So it's kind of fun. Yeah. <clears throat> wow. Well, last time I was in Sandusky, it was definitely the most insane experience I've ever had at a Taco Bell. But did you happen to be at the Perkins Talking Bell Taco Bell when they had the shooting? No. No, thankfully. But it was the Taco Bell somewhere in Sandusky, not far from Cedar Point, that was like we went through the drive through well after park closing, and this like lady cut in front of us, like after you order, but before you get pay and get your food, and then just yelled at the person working the window, saying that like we didn't get our food, but we paid for like 30 minutes. Huh. And then they finally just made her food. That's, that's something interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Cedar Point. Yeah. Now, have you been to Coney Island recently? I have not. It's been several years. But uh, looks like their rent is going to rise by 500%, 400%. Damn. Holy shit. But isn't that park still um like paid for kind of by the city? Is it a landmark? The coaster is. Oh. I don't think any of the other stuff is. No, the other stuff's kind of like Zamperla's test park. Yeah, I feel like they have some sort of ownership stake in that, perhaps. I don't know who if they operate it or not. But you know, I, I will say it's probably in the city's best interest to not raise rents because then it's going to get to like the shitty dilapidated area that it was 15 years ago before Zamperla came in and really revitalized the area and put a bunch of new rides in and whatnot. Like Astro world was a shit or Astroland, Astro world, whatever the hell it was, was a complete shithole. Um, yeah, that's when I went there and it sucked. Yeah. And now it is probably, it's dramatically nicer, dramatically more expensive, but if, the companies can't afford to be there, then it's going to become a shithole again. And then you're going to ruin all the tourism boosts that raise the rent up. Or they'll just tear the whole shit down. Oh, I mean, I get it. Like, honestly, it probably makes more sense to have high rise condos on the beach there. That's the, I mean, that's obviously yeah. way more valuable than having Ferris wheels and roller coasters and stuff like that. But keep the cyclone because that's cool. But interestingly, I think last week we were talking about Dino's Wonder World, Wonder Wheel Park is going to expand. Yeah, um, I guess people are nice and not raising their rent. I mean, I don't know if that's going to affect them too. I don't read these news stories very carefully. No, if they, it... I just, <laughs> I just put them on. Yes, but uh, you know. Either way, that kind of sucks. Yeah, no. Because it's already New York, so it's going to be 
expensive as fuck. I thought you were going to say, it's already New York, so it already sucks. <laughs> well, I mean, I'll shit on New York. It's just that I haven't been there in a while, so I don't really have any real qualms. I live in Chicago, so I'll I'll take any opportunity to shit on them. But Well, I grew up in New England, so like we always... It was like Boston versus New York, and so fuck New York. Yeah, sure. Fuck New York. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, West Coast story here for you, uh, Ben. A Ferris wheel has been approved for Golden Gate Park. And, uh, sure. It looks good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, why not? Oh, go ahead, Drew. These observation wheels are kind of cool. The one in Orlando is pretty stupid because it's not really close to anything you're looking at. But I mean, the one in Vegas seems cool. They got one in like DC that lower looks like the city of Washington DC. So good stuff there. Yeah, I feel like every city's got one now. Um, shit, even Seattle has one. I mean, I'm sure it'll be a really great view if it's overlooking the Golden Gate Bridge from the the mountain there. <clears throat> and then if they add, like, the bar pods, that's even better. Mm-hmm. Oh, hell yeah. All right, I'm going to take Or your- a weed pod. You what? It's like California. They got legal shit out there. Add a pod you could smoke weed in. Yeah, just add a little bit of vent so you don't hotbox the Ferris wheel. Oh, I say Cheech and Chong, that motherfucker. Oh, my God. That'd be so funny. You walk in there and it's like super dank. Yeah, you can't see. You can't even see. (laughs) By the time you get to the top to get the view, you can't see anything. (laughs) Well, I did see um, a video recently of a guy who modified a, a leaf blower to have the intake be a bowl. Oh, shit. And so, yeah, you could just like basically do like throw a bunch of weed in a huge bowl and then light it with a blowtorch and then have it just like blow massive amounts of smoke at people. That's fucking hilarious. And I was like, that's incredible. So you could just get one of those in one of those pods and just be like, this is the 420 pod. It also seems like a waste of weed. Well, of course it is, but you do it because you're like, on vacation in Vegas or like it's your birthday or something. Or instead of buying like a $2,000 sweater, you just do that. Right. Hell yeah. It's like, God damn it. I want a fucking leaf blower hit for my birthday. <laughs> oh man. How high are you? I'm so high. I smoked out of a leaf blower. <laughs> Dude, I got a, I got a story to top any. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that time we took James leaf blower? <laughs> Still doesn't work, man. I don't know. <laughs> um, shit. Yeah. So, Golden Gate Park, cool. Drew, credit, next though. one's on you. Yeah. Um. So Universal's slowly dropping more and more hints about the Velocicoaster coming to Jurassic Park or Jurassic Park here at Islands of Adventure, and uh, rumors are saying that this is an Intamin multi-launch coaster, similar to like Maverick, Cheetah Hunt, or Taron. So, uh. Pretty excited about that. It it looks like it's going to be badass. So, right now they're tearing down a bunch of trees, so it's like no longer foresty in Jurassic Park, which is weird. But, I mean, another big coaster coming to Universal, that can't be a bad thing. No, but they're going to put a Intamin multi-launch next to an Intamin multi-launch? I mean, 
I've like thought about this and I was originally like, do I hate this? And then I was like, no, because you take something like Carowinds and they put like a BNM hyper in and then they put a BNM giga in like five years later. So. Yeah. But like, this is opening like next year, right? Yes. So like, and Hagrid's open last year. Well, so, so it's like one really going to outdo the other one like that much. Uh, I'm going to blow your mind here real quick. These are what I would consider low budget projects for universal. Cause hear me out on this. Uh, something like transformers or forbidden journey gringotts those are like hundreds of million dollars projects a roller coaster really is only like 30 and then you put the theming you're probably only at 50 so this is like half the cost of one of those like e-ticket dark rides that they've been building so these are off-year projects that's a fair point cuz i mean nbc comcast has lots of money yeah <laughs> and they're willing to invest. So that's that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. They they might not give a shit at all. They'll just throw money at it. So like this is like an off-year project because they want to keep investing. Because I mean you got to keep people interested because obviously once Epic starts going under construction, then tourism to Universal is going to drop because people aren't going to be going until the new park opens. Like why go now? The new one's coming. So you want to have some new shit beforehand. It's like their problem of why we ended up getting a rust rip ride rocket was they needed to have something to draw people in after they announced Potter because nobody was coming. And that, that makes and that's sense. why we got that piece of shit. But um, so that's why they're building this cool stuff now. So that way they're like, oh, man, we got to go check out Hagrid's and Jurassic Park. And then that way people still want to go before Epic opens. How speaking of rip ride rocket, is that still uh, surviving? Is well, it still if, it's, a fine if, it, ride? if it's too hot, it doesn't run. If it's too cold, it doesn't run. If it's too windy, it doesn't run. If it's raining, it doesn't run. Um, oh, perfect for Florida. Yes. <clears throat> but honestly, the ride's dumb and it's gotten pretty rough. Uh, haven't uploaded, the, uh, updated the song since the ride opened. Ooh. You now like, you get a locker, you go through metal detectors. It's sort of a pain in the ass to ride. I need the credit. It'll be around for a while. It like scores really high on guest satisfaction scores, which is why now we're getting things like Jurassic Park and uh, Hagrid's because the guests really like roller coasters. And it's like what makes Disney or Universal different than Disney is thrilling roller coasters. Yeah, that makes sense because Disney, I mean, Everest is pretty good. But other than that. Uh, rock and roller coaster is pretty good too but yeah but i mean so it's funny like guests at disney get all i think rock and roller coaster is like the most intense roller coaster in the world because disney guests only go to disney and like i i had a, a roommate that worked rock and roller coaster and he was like at least every third train someone got off and told him goes wow that was the best roller coaster i've ever been on wow yeah It's amazing because he's not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's the best roller coaster I've ever been on. Well, when you're comparing things to, oh, uh, I don't know, Space Mountain, Slinkies, Slinky <laughs> probably is the best roller coaster you've been on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, you know, also probably neglecting any regional park if there is any in whatever area they're from. Probably. Oh, man, we don't need to go to Six Flags. We got, we're going to go to Disney next year. We're not going to go to Frontier City. We're going to Disney. 
Well, I mean, comparing to Frontier City, uh, <laughs> rock, and, uh, rock and Roller Coaster probably is the best roller coaster they've been on. Yeah, I mean, even that Schwarzkopf there can't quite. Uh, it's real good, but the theming, though. <laughs> The theming on uh, Rock and Roller Coasters pisses me off. There's one flaw in the theming that I really hate. So you sit in there and you watch the you watch the pre-show, and the manager pops through the alleyway door, and so you can see the alley from the door that she comes out of, and she's like, "Hey, we gotta go, we gotta go. Like, let's get you a stretch." And then the doors open to your left. And you walk out and you have the same view that you saw directly in front of you when she looked out the door. So the angles are wrong there. Somehow she walks out a straight shot and you walk out to the left and yet you guys have the same view. I think actually that studio is just in the middle of four alleys. It's got to be, man, with the same uh, same bar. Same bar. Uh, what is, isn't there some graffiti? Yeah. That matches up, yeah. It's the same same artist was <laughs> got bored, did all four sides. And also, what's what's crazy to me is you take the rock and roller coaster, the fast super stretch, and you just make it to the end of the concert and see them singing their last finale. But they were in the same building as us, and yet they get to perform an entire concert. And you got to think Aerosmith performs like a two hour, three hour set. Well, but so we waited. You wait a fuck ton between pre-show and getting on the ride i well, guess the, they were ripping their fans the off that one, night. or wherever the hell it is whatever disney park that is i can't think of at the moment is it, it was at paris it's it's gone oh, they took it out now. shit it's now gonna be iron man same track or like same credit or yes yeah yes what what if they completely trolled everyone and they brought it back and it's Iron Man, but it's the same thing, but with Black Sabbath. <laughs> oh, that'd be so funny. That'd be sick, dude. But yeah, um, that wouldn't happen. <laughs> yeah, but so the one in Paris is themed to Aerosmith is designing a roller coaster and they want to test out some of their cool elements they've designed. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Except for why would Aerosmith be building a roller coaster? Because they're rich, crazy assholes. Why not? I mean, I liked the one in Paris only because uh, it was different. And different is usually better when I'm stuck with the same things in Florida over and over again. But it was cool. It looks cool. Or did. Yeah. Hopefully Iron Man will be cool. But I know we were venting about how much we hated New York. Uh, what do you guys feel about New Jersey? Um. <laughs> oh. It lives up to its reputation. Now, what do you guys feel about bamboo? (laughs) Well, I feel better about it than this dude (laughs) who uh, (laughs) apparently (laughs) stepped on bamboo at Six Flags Great Adventure and it went through his shoe and through his foot, which is wow. I'd probably sue Six Flags too. Oh yeah, definitely. But I think he, he there was something about how he claimed that like the employee told him to hide his phone and that caused him to oh, hurt his foot. Cuz he was probably like behind some fence 
that you you aren't supposed to be in. So he has to like tell a story to make sure that right. it's the park's fault. Because <laughs> <laughs> like otherwise, like why would you say that? Because I I got to imagine he said he had to hide his phone. He didn't want to pay for the locker, so he went like he went over some fence and like hid it in a tree or something. And there was bamboo there. That's a weird story. It sounds believable, it is. though. Uh, anything can happen at a Six Flags yeah. park. That's, I was just going to say that. Like, any story from a Six Flags park, to me, I'm automatically like, yeah, I could see I that. I mean, like, you have your, like, people jumping over fences to have riots at Great America. Like, oh. Wait, what? You remember your giant riot, at like, two years ago at Great America? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. 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 Like there's footage of like teens like jumping over a barbed wire fence to get into the park. They were like taking like their leather jackets and stuff over the barbed wire to get in. So most of them didn't even pay for admission for that night. Oh shit. Wow. They, I wonder Gate if they crashers. climbed uh, into any low, like low zone for the rides or, you know, ride areas. Probably had to, you know what blows my mind? Like, how people don't survive those at six flags because the operations are so poor you get in and out. No problem. Now, like the one at Raptor, that totally makes sense to me. You're running three trains, like killing right. it with dispatches. But, but like Batman, like you just have to fucking time that so poorly. You probably heard the ride and still thought you had time. That's true. Six flags running one train. It's like, how do you get struck by a vehicle? They're only running one. Like you hear it coming, lay the fuck down. Yeah, because there's there's plenty of clearance, you know. It's not like you know the trains are a foot off the ground. Yeah, I mean, I'm not advising anyone to jump into a restricted area do, by all means. I was just about to say, do not, for any circumstances, jump a fence at a fucking amusement park. If you do, you're a complete asshole or dumbass. Either way, don't fucking do, do it. Yeah, you're like what blows my mind is the guy at uh, Cedar Point was a teacher. So that guy who jumped over the fence was a teacher teaching our youth like how to be better people, and didn't have enough sense to not jump over the fucking fence. It's insane. There's nothing worth it. There's nothing worth jumping over that fence yeah. for. Seriously. So don't don't ever consider doing it. Uh, if you were to jump over a fence at Kings Island, you can start doing that on April 11th. <laughs> Go ahead, G- Drew. You're king. You're killing it with these uh, with these transitions. I've, I've so been go doing ahead. this a while. Uh, yeah, Kings Island announced opening day is Ooh. April 11th uh, for their Gigalite coaster. Sure is. So Ben, you're gonna go ride no, Orion. I'm just gonna wait in line, day. go into the station, <laughs> and then walk through just to make a statement. Um, that's actually our punishment this year in fantasy football. Clint's got to do that for Steel Vengeance <laughs> all day long. Nice. Ouch! Yes. Every year we. You guys take it serious over well, there. Sort of. The punishment is serious, but the win, you just sort of get the win. Like, nobody cares if you win. It's just a matter of if you, you don't want to lose. Like, we have a loser playoff and everything. For sure. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm not 
really a football guy, so I wouldn't even ask to take part because I would automatically know I would lose. Well, that's what's great is Clint's not a football guy. So, um, but Kenny is, and Kenny almost always loses. Like he lost last year, and he was he was one play away from losing last year or list this year, and but he pulled it off with like seconds to spare in the game. So like, uh, and meanwhile, Hyde got third place and auto drafted his team and really didn't do a whole lot of anything. So the football guys end up like overthinking everything. Interesting. Well, I know you guys, you guys take the punishment very serious. Well, Well, the point of that is to create great YouTube content. So, it, it's all in fun for, for YouTube. For sure. Well, that makes sense. Doing it for the views. That's yeah. <laughs> what motivates most of us. But uh, Kings Island is open, and also I'll give them a quick plug here. Job fair this Saturday, so yesterday, or maybe tomorrow? or uh, <laughs> Yes, yesterday. There was a job fair yesterday at Kings Island uh, from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. where you can uh, – 5,000 positions are available for food and beverage, merchandise, games, arcade, ride operations, park service, admissions, and security. So if you're interested, get that time machine and uh, head over to Kings Island. Or you could probably go to visitkingsisland.com slash jobs and apply, and they'll probably hire you also because regional theme parks always need the help. Yep. All the, all theme parks. Well, maybe not in Florida, but all the theme parks will hire you. The regional Please ones, they get a job. That way. You killed someone? Hopefully it was less than five years ago. Please work there so that way my wait for food is shorter. Yes. Well, unless you're working midway games. There's no There's no guarantee that a foods employee will be efficient at their job. Same with rides or any other department, but you know, hey, at least another body might there's some promise in it. So, go apply. <laughs> I just if I were you, I wouldn't apply for Midway Games uh, at SeaWorld Orlando. Why? Why is that? I mean, I wouldn't want to work Midway Games at all. But why? Why particularly? Because they're getting there? laid off. Uh, SeaWorld is outsourcing Carnival Games to a United Kingdom company. Uh, I think at all of their parks. Uh, SeaWorld Orlando, Busch Gardens, Tampa, and yeah, so they're all doing it. Besides Busch Gardens, Williamsburg, and Sesame Place. God damn. God damn. That is for reals. Holy moly. So um rip to all yeah. those jobs. You know, I SeaWorld also holds another special place in my heart cuz I, I also spent 4 years of my life working there. And uh it sucks seeing like friends get laid off cuz I've had friends get laid off. Uh I'm glad I wasn't one of them. Glad I left before. I probably would have been laid off, but I might have been laid off by now if I was still there. I mean, they've gone through a whole lot of changes in the past year, yeah. year and a I half. I mean, it's, it's kind of exciting seeing where they're going now. I mean, I spent years there where like the new ride, we got new shows and Kraken VR and well, Mako was awesome. But now they're getting like coaster after coaster and Sesame Street and Infinity Falls and all of this great stuff. I'm just like, why didn't you build all this stuff when I was there? <laughs> well, I mean, that's kind of how I feel about when I worked at, you know, Great America. The coaster lineup in 2006 was not as yeah. outstanding as it's, it was now. Yeah, it was. It, 
for a while at the park, it really was a little boring. After they took out Deja Vu, it was... Yeah, because it was like Raging Bull Viper. Yeah. Have you been to Great America, Drew? I went in 2010. That your first and only visit? First and only okay. visit. I went twice in 2010. Um, uh, honestly, it was an accident. Uh, I budgeted a three-day trip to the Wisconsin Dells and finished everything I wanted to do on the first day. And so then we looked on the GPS because that's back when people had GPSs and not like uh, coast to coaster where you could see where other credits were. And we saw Little America, stopped by there to ride their rollies, and then headed to Great America where I got in for like four hours to go before the park closed. And then we got a hotel and stayed and went spent the, about a half day the next day there. For sure. A crazy fucking story. So I was 21, but uh, my Rhode Island ID was still vertical. And Six Flags wouldn't sell me a beer because my ID was vertical. And they told me that was the state of Illinois' law that a vertical license, you can't buy beer. You have to have uh, a horizontal one. I'm like, but I'm literally 21. Like, this doesn't expire until I turn 22, which is why I haven't been back to Rhode Island to switch my ID out. And it was like this big thing that went all the way up to, like, the managers. And, man, I when I was 21, I was throwing a stink about not getting a beer that I even like threw enough of a hissy fit that I walked to my car, grabbed my passport, came back and was like, now will you sell me a fucking beer? Damn. Well, holy shit, man. I mean, I, from my recollection, the ID's orientation is not what's in question. Cause there's a manual I remember seeing back at that time when I worked at a grocery store, but that's insane. Yeah, um, actually, the state of Colorado does the same exact thing. Um, if uh, I guess none of us are in that boat anymore, but you know, FYI, because so Wisconsin, oh, good, good looks, good looks, Ben. Well, Wisconsin, <laughs> uh, you can keep your vertical license until you're 29. Um, so what'll happen is like people will move to Colorado with their old ID. And they can't get served any alcohol anywhere. Wow. That's such a stupid Carry your law. passport. Yeah, right. Passports are just easier anyway. Yep. Pro tip. If you're 21 or you haven't updated your license, then carry your passport. You'll get your beer. <laughs> no need to fight about it. <laughs> um, so got a fun segment right here. Um, I love this one. Hopefully you'll love it too, Drew. This is our killer coaster of the week. And this week's killer coaster is Boulder Dash at Lake Compounds. That's a surprising one. I didn't know this. Well, let's see. I have to consult Wiki for the story. Um... I love Boulder Dash. I'll, I'll talk about it while you are consulting the interwebs. But, uh... It's a good ride. It's also interesting that it gets modified every couple of years. Like you get double downs added, double downs removed. Uh, GCI comes in and does some retracking on it. I think Gravity Group actually did some retracking on it too. I could be wrong. Don't bother correcting your own show on that one. But uh, it, it's pretty sweet running through the mountains. It looks like a great. Ooh, excuse me. It looks like a great ride, but I've never been on it. Uh, the last time I went, I happened so. I was living in uh, – I did my Disney college program in Florida, and then I moved up to Michigan like right afterwards. 
And then I moved straight to Cedar Point to work my 2011 season. And I needed to go home for a couple of days to, you know, get summer clothing and whatnot because uh, I hadn't been home in a while. And so I took a couple of days off from Cedar Point to go drive over there. And I was like, oh, Lake Compounds has these cool like education days where they're open at like starting at like 9 a.m. They run like nine to four. And I'm like, that's perfect. I'll pass it on my way back to Cedar Point. Go pop in there. Big fucking mistake. Park's absolutely filled with elementary school and junior high school kids. So that was a mistake. Oh, but God. I got got to ride it a couple times and uh, it's a blast. Oh, it looks I great. still haven't ridden it at night, which apparently is awesome. Yeah, it's a good ride at night. So it looks like um, in 2001, the train was sent um, on a test run and it struck a groundkeeper who had been cutting weeds by the side of the ride. You know, I, I'm going to sound really stupid here, but I've, I had a theory, but I'm now finally figuring this out. So the killer coaster is a coaster that's killed someone, correct? That is correct. Or it okay. was in, is involved in the death of somebody. It might not directly. Some of them are like had a heart attack later or something, you know? Ah, uh, I, I finally figured it out. Cause that's, I don't think that segment was truly explained, but I had a theory that that's where we were going with that one. Yep. Uh, felt it's better to keep it ambiguous and let it just uh, be figured out on its own. But there you go. Solve well, the I puzzle ruined, officially. Ruined the puzzle for everyone. That's okay. We're not doing this live. I can I can take that part out very easily. <laughs> uh, but I might not. Fair enough. We'll see what happens when I'm getting to this on <laughs> Thursday night, as I always All do. Right. Um, but yeah, Boulder Dash looks awesome. Both of you guys say it's it's really good, and I believe you. It always shows up on those award lists. You know. Yeah. Cool. So uh, we got another fun segment here. You know how this one works, Drew? Yes. You guys seem to talk over each other and not actually know who's supposed to go first. Oh, that was just that one time because that was the first time we tried doing it with the button doing it live. Normally we've just done it read the stories and then i've done it in post okay we we just added it live we know we made a couple small changes for the new year all right very nice but yeah so, we'll, we'll figure it out you got one, two stories i'm assuming the two, two of you are talking oh fuck did i not find a third one hey what else happened to disney this week uh, i got something to say okay all right then i'll take the first one ben you take the second one and then drew you'll you'll come in for the the closing all right. Perfect. All right. It's time for the Disney Minute. The Disney Minute. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Gonna go get our tickets and head to Disneyland. We're back at the happiest place on earth. Disneyland. Welcome, everyone. I'm here today at Disneyland. Today we are going to talk about things we wish we'd known before we went to Disney World. Disneyland is dedicated to the ideals, the dreams, and the hard facts that have created America. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. Thank you. Disneyland's Rise of the Resistance will utilize boarding passes. The sign for Gustav's 
restaurant has been installed in Epcot. If you want to check out more Disney construction updates, check out In The Loop Podcast on YouTube, because that's what I do for that show. The Disney Minute. How do you pronounce Goose, Gustos? Gustos? Uh, yep. Gustos. So. Right. But also, I, I got to have a quick fuck you guys. You have all of these YouTube clips there. Uh, literally the big part I do on the In The Loop YouTube channel is I cover like Disney constructions and you couldn't get one of my segments like, what's going on, guys? We're at Walt Disney World here. Oh, Whoa. shit. I'm sorry. Well, I'll go yeah, fucking fuck change guys. that. No, no, I'll go change that now. Shit, I'm sorry. I completely overlooked that. <laughs> That's literally like... The the one regular segment I have on in the loop is once a month I go to some Walt Disney World project and do a construction update. You know what I Disney- think it is? I only went with like Disney people. That's fair. Like Disney only people, so it didn't come to mind to think to look on in the loop because you guys do coasters and other stuff too. I didn't immediately associate you guys with Disney because I threw that together in like five minutes. That's so- fair. I mean, you got. You got Adam the Woo there. You got the trackers. Yeah, and the Disney food blog girl who could go because the, the background music fucking ruins it. But yes. <laughs> we'll swap that out for, for you, Drew. That makes me happy. Yeah, well, fucking of course. We'll, we'll, get a, we'll get a friend of the show on there. Absolutely. Dang. Awesome. So we'll, we'll have an updated Disney Minute come next week. <laughs> sometime come in sometime i'm gonna make it happen i'm now dedicated to making that happen like as soon as we're done recording <laughs> <laughs> um so we're gonna forego our listener questions um not only because we got drew um because we haven't gotten any in a while so come on guys send us a question it's not that tough or say fuck you we'll read that too your favorite fuck coaster you. sucks yeah exactly just like that. Your favorite coaster sucks at gmail.com or, of course, on all the socials. But we do have Drew here, and we got some questions for you, Drew. All right. Um, he's from In The Loop, YouTube, of course, we were just discussing, and uh, on the podcast, and uh, also frequently on Ride This One. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I'm, like, in their group chat, their staff group chat still. Like, so I am – Almost as much of a part of Ride This One Now as In The Loop. <laughs> and that, that sort of happened on accident. They just There was a group chat with the four of us when I was going to be on a show, and then they kept just using that one, so then I kept showing up to shows. Well, hey. Yeah. Uh, they're, they, they're all cool. Yeah, good, good dudes over there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, ben was over there, and I think I'll be joining them over there in their new season. Yeah, episode. that was another uh, Sunday morning show. Yeah, they made that one is always Sunday mornings, which is works out really well time wise right, for well, me because I normally close on. Cool. Sundays. Yeah, we're plugging the shit out of ride this one too, and that's fine. Go listen to ride this one. Um, yeah, well, whatever. We, we yeah, have no really, control. If you're listening to this, we're just glad you're here. What was that, Ben? <laughs> I was just saying. I was like, yeah, I couldn't give a fuck. <laughs> But do go listen to In The Loop or watch them on YouTube. All right, watch them on YouTube. There we go. Watch us on YouTube. We got to get at least one one positive plug in there. (laughs) Yes. 
you got to listen to us. Or gotta yep, watch so go videos. watch a lot of them and click on their things. advertisers. Um, so, Ben, you want to take the first couple and switch off or what? Well, uh, first, I guess, what's the worst roller coaster you've been on? <sighs> this is a tough one. Um, honestly, I've been listening to your shows to try to figure out what qu- answers I'm going to have for questions. I don't really have a, a, a top good five answer bad for this one. Shitty rides um, off the top of your head. All right. So, um, Antelope at uh, Gulliver's World in uh, the UK. That one was absolutely awful. Um, I got to go with. Uh, uh, Canada's Wonderland, uh, their uh, Valor, but honestly, the one at um, uh, what the Ride yeah, Playland is even suck. worse. Their flying coaster there, so I don't like that. Uh, Ninja St. Louis, um, and maybe ooh, uh, Batman yeah, backwards. Yeah, okay. Yeah, oof. That's, that's what I, got I mean. There's you. some shit ones in there. And I guess I didn't think Ninja was that bad, yeah. but maybe I caught it on a good day. I just remember it being shitty. I haven't been since 2011. Um, I loved it as a kid. It's actually my first looping roller coaster. Oddly enough, this kid who grew up in New England, huh. his first looping roller coaster was Ninja. Well, I mean, then yeah. maybe you caught it at a bad time last time you rode it. Who knows? Coasters vary. Yeah. Uh, See, what? what? That, that that they do. Go right. ahead, Ben. I was just gonna say, like, I I think that's one of my favorite um, loopers still because it's it's unique, compact, weird. Fair enough. I really want to get on uh, at Wild Waves the uh, really? your arrow cork screw up there. That's like on my like top ten coasters I want to go ride list. Uh, okay. So I'm from Rhode Island, and that was okay. originally at Rocky Point. Yeah, I mean, but the Wild park Waves closed right a, before I moved there. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, you get so to it's go a little around, bit of like uh, nostalgia twice. feels. So it's kind of interesting the corkscrews. So there's like this weird. There's like four corkscrews in this region because there's one at Silverwood one at wild waves there's the vicoma at playland in vancouver and there's also one uh at callaway park and in 09 like all those ran oh no not the one at playland mm-hmm. but the arrow corkscrews run twice like two laps it's weird you ever seen that I've never seen that. The only one I've ever seen go twice, not an arrow looper, uh, Mindbender at uh, Six Flags America was oh, sending people twice when weird. I wrote it. What? And they were making us sign a waiver to ride it. It was really weird. Yeah. Like, there's pictures of this on uh, on my Facebook. I'll share with you guys. Uh, but, yeah, so we... We had everyone had to sign a waiver, and then it was running one train operation, had a long-ass line, and they were sending everybody twice. And of course, I was with a bunch of coaster nerds that needed to get the credit. Um, so we all happily waited in line for way too long for an SLC. And then it blew the operator's mind because then they would release the restraints and then they would come and recheck them. And I just hopped off. 
They're like, you don't want to go again? I was like, fuck no. Were and they, I just hopped off and walked out the exit ramp. Uh, something out when they did that? Hmm. I have no idea. I, I didn't read the waiver. I just thought it was hilarious. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> But yeah, um, that was that was that was weird. Uh, now on to your next question: the park that has the best bathrooms. I don't understand how everybody is saying Dollywood because I think Dollywood's well, bathrooms are, are probably shit? some of the worst What's in the that? industry. Well, so I always end up at Dollywood when it's really cold. I don't end up over there over the summer because why would you go to Dollywood in the summer when you can? Dollywood's like one of the first to open and one of the last to close. So I always end up in either December or like March. And the water in the bathrooms is absolutely fucking freezing. The bathrooms are all way too small. And none of them have been, like, renovated since the park probably opened. So, well, I mean, what what is then? Well, the best bathroom of all time is the Snoopy Poopy at Cedar Point. So the Camp Snoopy bathroom, uh, it's a nice hidden gem. It's air-conditioned. Uh, not a lot of people know it's there, and you can definitely have a nice poop there. I have definitely okay, number one at Cedar Point is my huh. recommendation. Good one in the river. Um, but I would say uh, Walt Disney World, like the resort itself, has it has some bad bathrooms, but it has some really nice ones. Okay, well, um, best and worst. All right. Well, so some some of the best ones at, at, uh, at Walt Disney World, you've got – the ones in the Millennium Pavilion, which are only open when Epcot is like peak times and they're like tucked away and hidden and fucking huge. So it's like an elusive bathroom credit if you end up getting those because they're not open very often. So that that's that's Oh, that's well, our one first there. episode with the um, guest, we were talking about shitter credits. So now we have to bring up rare shitter credits. So there's one. Yes, uh, I saw it was open uh, a couple of uh, months ago and I went in there and took a poop and my wife was like you're getting the rare elusive poop credit aren't you <laughs> <laughs> she like sent me a text um and then i ended up walking the wrong way out of the bathroom and it ended up in their like convention space and so i took a couple of quick pictures before i like snuck back around and out there but that one's great um the ones in um uh, storybook circus at magic kingdom have blue water so that's really cool i like those um that's a great one. Uh, you've got the one in Bush Gardens behind by Montu has like a mirror illusion in one of them. That's kind of like almost like a haunt scene where you have like five different mirrors, but one of them has like King Tut behind you. Whoa. So like if you like stare at it, King Tut comes to live and he like starts talking to you. Whoa. So so that one's pretty cool. Um, and also I'm going to say the, the waterworks one up at the front of islands of adventure, because the background audio is like two plumbers fighting each other. And so they're arguing about like what tools they need and like, do they have all their supplies and someone forgets the radio and it's pretty funny. <laughs> all right. Well, we got some serious bathroom recommendations now. I'm gonna have to make notes as I'm editing this. <laughs> so yeah. Um, uh, I meant to screenshot it a couple of days ago. It came up on my time hop, my uh, my top bathrooms at the Walt Disney World Resort. Oh, so you were you were um, ready for this question it. then? 
Oh man, like I've been thinking about I uh I was spoiler alert, I was a bathroom supervisor at SeaWorld for a little bit of time in my life. So like I got really into like theme park bathrooms and like how they flow and like the uh like organization and making it efficient and different products and whatnot you could use in there. So I, I know a fuck ton about theme park bathrooms. Do you know something interesting about Great America's bathrooms? I I don't. I can tell you one thing. Except for one of them, they're all one way. Interesting. So that's yeah. nice and efficient. So, I mean, I thought that was interesting. I don't know if that adds to it in any way, but yeah. I'm sure it's more for efficiency, so you don't have to excuse me, pardon me, when you're coming through those narrow hallways. Yeah, I don't know. I guess since since you're also a theme park bathroom enthusiast. <laughs> yes, I I would definitely chalk myself up as probably the only theme park bathroom enthusiast, but I totally appreciate it. Like to give you an idea uh, of how ridiculous this is, uh, I went to Magic Kingdom two days in a row just because I happened to be going with friends. And the one day the tangled bathrooms weren't open and the next day we were at the rope drop cause we wanted, they wanted to do Peter Pan and I saw the tangled bathrooms were open. So first day of these new bathrooms, instead of me going to ride Peter Pan with the rest of the group, I said, fuck it. I'm going to take a poop in these tangled <laughs> toilets. And, and I, I shit you not as we keep with these poop puns here, uh, a custodial worker handed me one of those I'm celebrating buttons. It says first poop in nice. the tangled toilets. Wow. <laughs> Dude, I mean you might be surprised. Instead of ace, you could have like uh, uh Yeah, I don't know. I'm having a hard uh, time. American Pooper enthusiast. <laughs> well that's a different know. club. You could call it eight A T E American Toilet Enthusiasts. There you go. <laughs> yes. All right. I was thinking like toilet paper residue. <laughs> yeah, I think short? that's actually pretty perfect. Um, kind of on topic for that. What's the worst media day or enthusiast enthusiast event or like opening day experience you've had? Uh, that's a that's a tough one because honestly, I usually try to avoid. Um, opening day of parks because shit's never ready and it it's always it always lets you down and I live in but it's funny now that I live in Florida I like miss opening day and I'm like oh man this kind of sucks like I, I miss miss opening day like it shit's not new anymore like it parks are 365 but the worst one has to be I flew up to New England from I was in, at West Virginia University at the time flew up home to go to Six Flags New England opening day in 2010 and bizarro valley and i saw it valley as we were at the rope drop and it so it got stuck in the second tunnel and wasn't open all day and i'm like really this is like new england's only good ride and i flew up for this and it valleyed so that one really sucked i mean that does suck but it's kind of cool to see a coaster valley yeah but i mean doesn't (laughs) make it not suck Especially when it's like yeah. the coaster. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, yeah, that sounds shitty. Mm-hmm. I remember a Manus valleying in 2010 at Cedar Point during like the day before the park opened. And 
uh, we had nothing to do because Shoot the Rapids wasn't opening. So they pulled all of the Shoot the Rapids crew and all the sweeps and all of that kind of stuff and put us, had us walk up the block at Manus and climb on the train that they'd wenched to the block so we could ride the second half of the ride to get it back to the station. <laughs> and um, and we go and I sit because like we were sitting up there for a while waiting for him to load and my seat wasn't locked and it went and I got stuck for an hour and a half in the lowest possible position oh, on, that ride, no. on that seat. Fuck. Yeah. And then the Manus team was like, this is why you stand up. And we're fucking assholes to me. I'm like, bro, like you didn't lock the damn seat. Like that's not my fault. Shit. Wow. Um, so what's, what's the longest you've ever waited in line? What ride was it for? And was it worth it? Um, well, this is sort of now a, a three-way tie, but, um, cause they were all long as fuck. I couldn't tell you the exact length. Originally it was dragster and it was like six hours and I was in line the entire six Holy hours of fuck. span. It was, it went down for like weather and it down, went down for technical and finally got it on. And dragster blew my mind when it first opened. I was also younger and like, it was like 2005. So I was what, 15. So it was like blowing my mind at the time. Um, so that, that one was there. And then Gringotts, when it, it's, when it first opened, I didn't go opening day. Uh, I tried to go the second day and I waited at rope drop and then I get to the park and we get to that and we find the land is already at capacity because of early entry. And it was like a, a two hour wait to even get into the land to then wait in line for that. And so I said, fuck it. And we booked a hotel to go to, to stay at Cabana Bay. So that way we got like the early entry for, um, diagonally the next day. And so I, we leave the hotel, we get to the park gate at like six o'clock in the morning. And then like by like six forty five, we were in line for the ride in there and the ride didn't open till one that day. Damn. So I, I was in line for Gringotts from like six o'clock in the morning at the front gate all the way till one o'clock when oh. I got off the ride. Um, and then Rise of the Resistance, it just sort of happened because um, you got to get there early to then get your boarding pass to then find out what time you ride. So like Rise of the Resistance, I got to the park at like 5 a.m., got into the park, but my boarding pass was like group 25 and the ride didn't open on time. So then I, I didn't get on the ride till like 1230. So Damn. those were my three really long ones. And, and at the time, they're always worth it. It's never worth it for your second ride. But I would say your first ride on a new ride, it's always worth however long the wait is. That's fair, and I agree. And then uh, one more answer for that because I like answering questions. Um, New Texas Giant, uh, three hours without any breakdowns. It was just a really fucking long line, and so I spent three hours in line for that one. Damn. Was it two trains or one? One. They put the second train on about like two and a half hours into the, the long ass line. Oh my God. Thanks six flag. But I mean that, that ride blew my mind when I first wrote it. It was the, the first incarnation of RMC. That was great. That's a great ride. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of weird thinking back that that was, uh, that was what 2011, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I just got to ride it for the first time end of last year and it was awesome yeah we took a group of us and drove uh from orlando to texas through the night to get out there 
And what an interesting drive. So you, you spend the first 10 hours in, in Florida because of like the weird shape. And then you bang out like Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, and now you're in Texas in absolutely like no fucking time whatsoever. And then you spend another like six hours in Texas. Yeah, that sounds about right. Holy shit. That sounds daunting though as a drive. Yes. Yeah, Florida is not a fun state to drive through. No, no, it's not. And that's sort of what sucks about our parks here. I got a really good like hour and a half bubble with all of the Orlando stuff and then Bush Gardens and Legoland are less than an hour and a half away. But then my next closest park is four and a half hours away at Wild Adventures, which Ooh, yeah. skip. And then it's and then it's like eight hours to Six Flags over Georgia. Damn. Well, at least you got all the Orlando stuff in your area. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that's great about Orlando is MCO. Everyone wants to fly to Orlando. So I can literally fly anywhere direct in America. It's pretty sweet. Well, that's good. I mean, I think that's like a similar problem I hear about people from Southern California saying. It's like all these parks are available in the immediate area, but then like everything else is like way further. Yeah. Versus like when I worked at Cedar point, my like eight hour bubble was amazing in eight hours. You could do things like the Dells, great America, um, Michigan's adventure, Kings Island, Kentucky kingdom, Dollywood, Hershey park, um, Dorney park, all of that in a great bubble. Yeah. Like most of the East coast is within eight hours from Ohio like that. Mm -hmm. Like we had two days off once and we drove through the night, went to Bush Gardens, Williamsburg one day. And then the next day we went to Kings Dominion and then drove back. And then uh, I got back in time to open Maverick at 730 in the morning. Wow. Damn, dude. I mean, the stuff we all are doing for credits. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And then they announced Big Bad Wolf was closing. And then so I went back and did it like three weeks later. I was like, I need more rides. Dude, that's awesome. I wish I would have been able to get on that right before it closed. Yeah. I got on it in 05, but I can't fucking remember that shit now. It's been a lot of weed since then. And eventually Cedar Fair is going to rip out all the arrows. So. Fucking assholes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, like that was a fun trip. I day tripped to, uh, Vortex closing day, got up early in the morning, flew up to Columbus, rented a car, went to go ride Vortex a couple of times, hopped back in my car, went to the airport and flew home. Wow. Yeah. I saw that video. Yeah. I, uh, wanted to go say goodbye to Vortex. I mean, yeah, it was it was a ride. Yeah. I, yeah, I liked when it. When I rewrote it, <clears throat> I actually really liked it. I was glad I, I was glad I went and made the trip. Sit in the second last row. That mm-hmm. ride's perfect. Yep. Oh, thanks for the tip. Yeah. Next time I go to Kings Island. <laughs> yeah, that, that's my advice for all of those arrow loopers. Second to last row. It like shimmies through the inversions. You're like, it's pretty smooth. All right. Well, hot tip. It's the place to be. Back row is not yeah. the place to be on an arrow. 
No, second to last row. For sure. Um, well, what's what's the best kitty coaster you've ever been on? All right. Uh, probably a three-way tie here. Um, definitely abandon mine at uh, the fuck's that place called? Uncle Bernie's Amusement Park in Fort oh Lauderdale. Oh, my God. Um, they let my six-month-old son ride with me. Wow. So, so he's got his, he has his, he got his first credit at six months old. Wow. Uh, so that was, that was like true proud father moment. Like kids first credit. Like I'm like in tears, like doing it. Like, oh my God, like this is amazing. Um, so that's a great one. Um, and then, uh, I got some friends up at Kennywood cause it, that coaster is an exact clone of uh, little phantom. And I was like, Hey, what are your age restrictions on that? Cause my six month year old just rode this coaster in Florida. And they're like, what are you fucking kidding me? They wouldn't have let him out. So I'm assuming. No, no. The like manufacturer requires the kids to be two. <laughs> I rode those fucking coasters at uncle Bernie's. That is sketchy as fuck. Yeah, so that's sort of the home park to my dad's house. Um, oh my god! So that uh, means it used to be boomers. Yes, okay. and Dania Beach Hurricane was fucking amazing. Uh, I was going on the uh, the the paying tribute to a dead ride. That was the one I was thinking about picking. I don't know if it's already been. It picked, has not. But that was the one I was so. Well, that's what I was going to talk about. So we'll we'll save this story All right. for later. Sounds good. Um, so yeah, so that one's great. My five hundred kitty, uh, my five hundredth coaster was the kitty coaster at a Lakeside Amusement Park in Denver, um, and like they wouldn't let me on, and I was like, all right, whatever. But like, I sort of needed that to be the five hundredth because if not, then it would have been Dragon at there, which is a powered coaster. And then you would have had people been like, it's a powered coaster that doesn't count. And then the one after that would have been Glenwood Caverns, like their alpine coaster so then you've got people who are like oh alpine coasters don't count so i was like i really needed this to be like 500 or else it would have been like one of those like credits with controversy um and so like the operator said no but he like pointed me to like his supervisor which was like this 16 year old kid with braces and he was like enjoying the fact that he was like holding this power over my head that i couldn't ride it and I was like, that's fine. Like, it, it doesn't matter. But like, just, just throwing that out there, like your park's going to get mentioned when everyone asks me what my 500th roller coaster is, and you're going to get more plugs than you ever deserve. And, but I was like, but that's cool, whatever. Um, and then he's like, all right, I'll let you have one lap. And I'm like, cool. Like, that's all I ever wanted. And he thought he was going to piss me off by like, I only could go around one time. <laughs> and so my 500th coaster was uh, that. And then also got to throw out to uh, what the fuck is that place called? It's the kitty coaster in Wisconsin Dells inside of a bowling alley. Knuckleheads? Knucklehead. Because that's like the Phantom's Revenge of kitty coasters. You like are up on the upper level and then you like drop down like 10 feet into like this little like pit below. And it was like really fun. So that's my other favorite. Yeah. Yeah. That one's pretty good. And that, um, there's another one in Illinois that's indoors like that. That's pretty big too, like Safari Land, I think. Do you know what I'm talking about, yeah, Ben? Yeah, that one with the Airtime Hill. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shameless! We are all shameless. Um, yeah. So throwing it out to to Uncle Bernie's, 
uh, Knuckleheads and Lakeside Amusement Park. You were talking about the controversial credits, just so we're clear on this before we get to some hot takes later, which is actually the reason we invited you on in the first place. Um, <laughs> <laughs> about credits, fucking Powered Coasters, fine, in my opinion. Yes, I Alpine agree. Coasters, fine. Relocations, no. No. New trains, no. No. And um, yeah, I actually got swayed on that one. I used to think Ruguru was a new credit, um, but I, I got, I got, I was convinced otherwise that it wasn't. And I, people had enough of a compelling argument that I agreed to that. I mean, it, what was the argument? So like, well, I originally was saying that like Ruguru, you can never ride Mantis again. Uh, there is, you're never going to be on a stand-up roller coaster in this plot. So that was like my argument there of why I, I, I now it's a floorless coaster. I'm now sitting, my feet are dangling. It's a different, different ride. If the general public were to come here, they would have no fucking idea that this is Ruguru versus Manus. So that was my argument, but I was, I was swayed the other way. And I, I agree that new trains aren't a new credit. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Because like the name doesn't have anything to do with, uh, you know, well, no, it was it was the fact that they had to like redo some of the station, and now it's got the the moving comb floors, and it's a floorless coaster. That like that was my argument, new control system. But uh, it, I wasn't overly passionate with it. That I was like, no, I'm counting this credit. Yeah, I mean, we had an old friend Don on the show a couple weeks ago, and his argument I thought was really good. He's like, if you look at it and like an abandoned coaster in a field, you'd be like, that's a roller coaster. But if it's a train, then you'd say that's a roller coaster train. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, that's fair. That makes sense. So, um, I don't know. You ever asked a ride operator out? Uh, so I'm actually married to a ride operator. Holy shit. Oh fuck. Ben, do you, you understand? We got like the most major yes to that answer that we can ever have. One, I think. Yeah, man. Holy shit. Yeah, I was uh um I've been listening to shows like waiting for someone to say yes, and then Luke sort of said yes. It was and I was like, oh, it's probably good that I'm later on in the season or it would have ruined this question. Um pretty much everybody I've ever dated was a ride operator. Um from the point that I started working at Cedar Point to now. And like my wife and I, we met uh working Journey to Atlantis at SeaWorld. Hmm. Wow. And and now we're married. Holy shit. Well, congratulations. Thank you. And that is awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> so so there's your answer to that one. Shit, right on. Um, Ben, I'll take this next one and then you get the rest of them, all right? All right. <laughs> <laughs> so if, uh, if you were to now date someone at, at worked at a theme park and it came with benefits associated with whatever department they were in. Like if they worked in foods, you'd get free food or, you know, if they worked in mission, you'd get in for free. What department would you choose? All right. Well, so this is a good one. Uh, old me would have definitely said rides, skip the line and all of that kind of stuff. Like, I mean, the magic of sitting in car five on Magnum, like a lot during the early seasons. Cause I was dating a Magnum team member was great, but, um, now, honestly, I use a lot of my connections for to do shit at parks that you can't normally do. 
Like, uh, we got my son a meet and greet with Barney that like a private, like meet and greet with him. So we got to meet Barney and he thought it was like the real Barney. So that was pretty badass and shit like that. Like, so I would say either like an animal trainer at SeaWorld. So you get to like interact with the animals and whatnot or like entertainment. So you get to do like cool, like behind the scenes shit at like shows and stuff like that. That would be my answer now for sure. Well, entertainment people are also very freaky. Yes, yes, they are. I worked I worked three seasons in entertainment. Um, anyway, <laughs> moving on. Ben, you've got some questions. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what are the annoying stories you've had with Rod, like with park employees? Yeah. Um, well, obviously, the Great America one stuck out for me. I didn't even think of that answer until... I was randomly rambling about how I was mad that I got carded at great America and they wouldn't give me a beer. But, uh, there's this one guy I absolutely fucking hate that works at Hollywood studios. Um, and I've only like minorly interacted with him, but he always like when people he's, he's well enough there that I have seen him enough. Uh, he asks pe- people ask to take his picture in front of like the, uh, the Chinese theater. And he's always like, Sure. And then he starts making this big announcement and getting a whole bunch of people together for a family photo. And so it's always this big ordeal where he tries to get like 40 people or so everyone into the same photo. So he's like holding your phone, like screaming, everyone come on in, go, that's big and draws attention to everything. And that annoys me. Like he literally will. So it'll be like in front of the Chinese theater. So there's hundreds of people there, obviously. And he always starts shouting like, everybody come on in for a family photo. Everyone come on in and like makes everybody that. And like every once in a while, you'll see him get cast compliments that Disney tweets out and all that kind of stuff. And I'm always like, fuck that guy. I'm with you, man. Fuck that. Yeah. Or I don't join the photo, and then he starts yelling at me, like, hey, this family wants you in their photo. I'm like, I'm, I'm just doing my own thing. He's like, no, 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 no. Just, ugh. Fuck that guy. Hey, man, next time you should stop for a sec and then just move on. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. Yeah. You're like, all right. And then you just go. <laughs> yeah. All right. Rob Elvey's stories. What are your... Honestly, I, re- I, I really don't have a whole lot on this guy. Um 2009, 2010, a lot of times we didn't have cable in our or internet in our uh, shitty Sandusky apartment. So we watched a lot of his DVDs. That was like usually what was on TV was just roller coasters in the raw. So like I feel like he did a lot of really good things for the community at one point where he introduced people to rides that nobody knew existed. Like I probably wouldn't have known Waldemere existed until like TPR was around or definitely wouldn't have known anything about Little America because just the the coaster nerd searching and all that didn't really exist back then um but I, honestly I, I understand where he comes from and why he's so bitter a lot of times because i mean we get a lot of bullshit comments on youtube like anytime i appear in a video someone's like wow drew got fat or man drew you should probably stop eating so much this isn't healthy for you and good luck fitting into train soon like the internet loves to tell me i got fat um jesus and really just any comment in the YouTube section is always fucking negative. And so I understand where he gets bitter because he probably sits at home. He's like, Oh, I put a lot of effort into this thing. And then 200 people comment, go die. You suck. 
So I'm sure it's like tolling on his mental health. Yeah, because otherwise, like, I feel like, <laughs> you know, with social media, you have to have just a thick skin and kind of accept that. Yeah. But nothing really offends me now to the point where anytime I'm on camera, I point out that I got fat and been like, hey, everybody, like, what's going on? Like, gain a couple more pounds here. That's why we intro our show with the worst roller coaster podcast on the Internet. Yeah. (laughs) Get ahead of that shit. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, I mean, YouTube is just like 12 and 14 year olds calling each other. Oh, it's a dumpster yeah, fire. Like calling each other faggot. Like, I fucked your mom. Like, Yep. Exactly. So go check out In The Loop on YouTube. Leave a nice comment for him. <laughs> or a mean comment. It doesn't really affect me one way or the other. Um, <laughs> um, so we were talking about parks. Oh, um, parks. Well, park has most overweight guests. I guess since we're on that topic, unfortunately. Um, Got to be the uh, Walt Disney World. You've got these giant ECV scooters and all that kind of stuff. It's got to be. It's got to be Walt Disney World with a close second being Dolly. Just the ambient sound of hundreds of scooters backing up, beeping. Yes. <laughs> I mean, and they get pretty much the fatties from everywhere yep all over the place that's why they had to make the midways wider uh i mean yeah um can't argue with walt disney world for for largest guests what's the most um overrated roller coaster besides the beast i'm going with phoenix Yeah. yeah And 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 I like Phoenix, so don't get me wrong on this one. I uh, I, I wrote it a couple of months ago, um, and I actually have a new appreciation for for Knobles, uh because uh, the the last time I went, and I figured nobody who knows me has made it this far into the show, so I'll share this story. So um, I met up with Beardman. He lives in New York, and I found a twenty dollar flight into Long Island Airport to like get me to free RT in Pittsburgh. And so uh, my, my buddy Beardman, I don't know if you guys know him or some listeners probably cross over other shows, know who he is. But so we were going and uh, we got stoned out of our asses before going to Knoebels. And so this is probably the first time I've been high in like uh, several years. And so I was just amazed by everything at Knoebels and it was like the greatest place on earth. And it's the first time I've actually thought it was the greatest place on earth. So now I really know how to go back to nice. Knoebels. All right. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, the better part was when we were at, um, uh, what the hell is that park? Adventureland in, uh, I, in Long Island. or That one I like couldn't even figure out how to order tickets because I was just so fucked up. <laughs> I had to like calculate everything and whatnot. I like, was trying to buy specific ride tickets for the two coasters and the dark ride. And it just my math wasn't working out. And thank God it was just like a 16-year-old girl at the ticket counter that probably just thought I was an idiot and not any other form of something. <laughs> I mean, it's always an enhanced experience if you get high before going yeah, to a park. Actually, Matt, yeah. so um, I've had some of my greatest roller coaster rides on Magnum when I was high 
at night when I was trimless with like all of my friends. I can see that. Normally I was drunk riding Maggie yeah, at night. That's another, that's another good one too. Like I have so many good memories of me being with like, you know, 10 friends are on the back of the train and it's at night and it's running trimless and it's just running really good. Ride it like 10 times. It's yeah. yeah it's an experience. We endorse substance use when it's done in moderation. Yes. Um, my current job would not approve of that, but you know what? Neither here nor there. <clears throat> well, that you said something up top about the views in the, ho- uh, yes, the host. That's, that's why we, we, that actually is a SeaWorld disclaimer. Um, for when I worked at SeaWorld, I, uh, that disclaimer was like basically written in our like social media policy that you had to make it clear that it was your views and opinions and you weren't representing the park. But um, uh, I, uh, it just it lives on, and now it's like an intro to in the loop. Even when I'm not on the show, but that intro was literally definitely just because I worked at SeaWorld. <laughs> That's hilarious. I mean, it's a good disclaimer. Yeah. But, but if you notice yeah. any other podcast I ever show up on, I still say it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's enforcing that branding. Yeah. It's all part of the In The Loop brand. We should really start our videos that way. Yeah, dude. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. Before we get started here at Walt Disney World, I just want to say the views and opinions of the host are of the host and not any company which we are affiliated with. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's perfect. So, well, Be, put it on selfie mode. <laughs> yeah. And then people comment about how I'm fat. And then you can be like, the views and opinions of the commenters are pure bullshit. Exactly. And that's my opinion, not the opinion of any company which I'm affiliated with. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. You can do a catch-all right up top. Perfect. And we're going to have a new Disney Minute intro. Yeah. (laughs) And if I can get you saying that instead of anything Disney-related, that might be what it is. (laughs) Oh, shit. Okay, Ben, it's time for the big one. Oh, yeah. What do you classify uh, RMC's topper track as? All right. Here we go. You guys sitting down for this one? I'm laying down. Oh, perfect. Uh, So I I think um, my argument is more passionate or you think my argument's more passionate than um uh, than it's going to be, so I might let you down here a little bit. But I feel like the topper tracks are wood, and the iron horse ones are steel. Now we have thirty several different types of steel coasters. We've got stand ups. We've got floorless. We've got infinity coasters. We've got dive machines. We've got hyper coasters. We've got giga coasters. We have giga lights. So we have all these different types of steel coasters. But it seems like wood has just sort of switched into twister out and back. And so I think now you've got your wood coasters. And what type of wood coaster is it? It's a hybrid. And that's fine. You can consider it that. I Or be like, what kind of wood coaster is it? Oh, it's a, it's a topper track wooden coaster. Um, so I would chalk it up as it's a wood coaster. But the type of wood coaster it is, is, is a topper track coaster. No, that's a fair argument. But so when you're sitting here and like you're classifying your top wood and your top steel, your things like Goliath, Lightning Rod, Outlaw Run have to go into your wood category versus your things like 
um, Texas Giants, Steel Vengeance, they go into your steel category. But how you break it down and be like, well, this is my favorite topper track or whatever, that that's by all means. But I think the base of it is this is a wood coaster, this is a steel coaster, but then it's a you've got varieties. Yeah. Well, I mean that's a that's a fair argument. I still think hybrid is the best term for those. I don't think we have enough hybrid coasters available to make a third category yet. Not yet. I like RMC's. I, I agree I with like that. RMC won't do topper track anymore. Anyway, so I think RMC will do whatever people buy. I just think that they, the maintenance they, on no. the steel ones are probably cheaper and in the long run so that's probably why parks are going with that version versus the other yeah version. i thought but i i thought rmc like announced or not they did like not announced but they mentioned like they're gonna focus only on uh like steel manufacturing or something well right now i think rmc is in the power to say what they want to do and what they don't want to do but give it another five years six years then <clears throat> they're gonna be like bnm where they're gonna be like okay you want this perfect sounds good we'll we'll sign up for that because they don't have the same demand that they had, they've had now in a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah, eventually Golden Horse will be on their own conversion thing, and our GCI will have one too. And what's more interesting is the GCI product because I don't, I, we, we don't know a lot, whole lot about that, but I think that's really going to be blurring the lines between wood steel and hybrid. If it is entirely that steel track, then obviously it's steel. But if there's wood involved too, then it's that. But my, my my bigger anger with wood versus hybrid is when people are now suddenly confused out of nowhere of what the voyage is or what Gemini yeah. is. And, oh, and I'm yeah, like, Gemini's been a steel coaster for 40 fucking years. The voyage has always been a wood coaster. But now suddenly you've got these 12-year-olds on YouTube that are calling it, voyage is my favorite hybrid coaster. It's a hybrid because it's a wood track with a steel structure. That's what a hybrid is. And I'm like... We've never been confused what Voyage was before. Like it wasn't until RMC tested the waters that we're like, oh, now we might need to talk about a third category. And that's really what pisses me yeah. off. No, I agree. I, I'm with that because, I mean, when it comes to hybrids, you're right. In terms of classification, there's like four. Yeah. People. That's it. So we can't have the like, Golden Ticket Awards for best steel, best wood, and best hybrid yet. So it's got to be no. – it's a wood coaster. And then what type of wood coaster is it – it's a topper track. Well, like um, people in, I guess, uh, Energylandia was marketing Zadra as a wooden coaster. Yeah, but you can market your coaster whatever the fuck you but want. Like, oh, I mean, like, it's true. People on Instagram or social media like are calling it a wooden coaster too. Because it's like, now it's like, this is a wooden coaster because the park says it's a wooden coaster. Uh, Tex- Six Flags Over Texas originally called Texas Giant a wood coaster. And then you get off it, and I'm like, "How is this a wood coaster?" Wait, the new, wait, is it the new one. I mean, yeah, New Texas Giant was called a wood coaster when it first came oh, out. Shit. Oh, good lord! And then the park was I like, mean, "Oh, wait, never mind, it's not." This is going back to debates we had all settled on fucking roller coaster forums in 2006. I don't think anyone ever settled debates they just were like oh well you're wrong and your mom's hot (laughs) well i guess it's just rehashing those same debates that never exactly were entirely settled like the relocations thing yeah i thought we all had that pretty much figured out 15 years ago well 
I thought we had it figured out that when you have like a Mobius track, you got to ride both sides to get the credit. But then apparently when we were on the UK trip in, um, uh, in England and it was this big argument over whether it was one credit or two. It's one. Yeah. You got to ride both sides to get one. Yep. Otherwise you kind of only get a half. Um, and but so the best part about the argument was my wife would always take the wrong stance on these trips because she's not a coaster enthusiast and hates most coaster enthusiasts, um, <laughs> which is which is why I proposed to her before we ended up in on this bus trip because I figured there's no way our relationship's going to last after this bus trip. <laughs> but we, I had already had this trip planned like before we started dating, and. Um, she was saying that one of her like dream vacations is Paris. And I was like, well, I'm going to Paris here. Like, uh, in going, flying into there, going to Disneyland, Paris, and then jumping on this bus trip in the UK to go, uh, ride some roller coasters. So I invited her along. And, um, so we got engaged in Paris and then, um, uh, went on this coaster trip. So it was really fun having her argue with all these nerds about things. <laughs> like, like we were talking about uh Chessington World of Adventure, their kids coaster. Um has really cool has a really cool animatronic, really cool flame effects, and then there's a water effect that just squirts one side of the train for some reason. And so someone was like, Who sat in the bad seat on the ride between the two of you? And she goes, I rode the ride, I sat in the bad seat because I rode a fucking kitty coaster. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, Oh. Yes. Oh, and she's like, Yes. True. <laughs> it's true. And honestly, <laughs> nothing is probably more embarrassing than being a bunch of Americans in a park that you had to have a tour guide drive you around because they don't allow adults without children in to go ride their kitty roller coasters. Ugh. Oh, Lord. Spooky. Well, there you go. That's that's the image that the people who work at that park took away that day. Yeah, <laughs> so... Uh, I did not partake in a whole lot of kitty credit whoring on that trip because I didn't want them to be like, oh, this is another one of those weird Americans that rides children's roller coasters. Just wear a, a shirt with a maple leaf on it. You'll be fine. Uh, I always pretend I'm from New Zealand when I'm in Europe, actually, <laughs> uh, because Europeans can't tell where your English accent's from. It's just like me, like listening to people who speak Spanish down here. I couldn't tell you if you're from Puerto Rico, Mexico, Colombia, Spain or wherever. Like, I don't know your dialect enough. So they had no idea. So I always said I was from New Zealand because nobody has any idea what their opinions of New Zealand are other than there's a bunch of sheep there. Yeah, that's a pretty so good one. So that's my other hot tip is whenever you're traveling anywhere, uh, pretend you're from New Zealand. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Good one. Good one. All right, Ben. Um, Is Orion a giga? a hyper or something else. Well, let me ask you this question. What is a polished chariot? A polished chariot? Oh, yes. polished the Never mind. Polished What do you call a What do you call a polished chariot? Bush Gardens Williamsburg. What is that type of ride? Um a hyper? Yes, but it's only 140 yeah. feet tall. It just drops 200 plus feet into the ravine. So well, here's the difference with the Giga argument is Cedar Fair clearly invented that when they built Millennium Force. And some of the marketing said the height. Um, well, my argument would be you can't have double standards here. If you're going to call Apollo's Chariot a hypercoaster, 
you have to call Orion a giga coaster. So if we want to call Apollo's chariot a megalite, and then you can call uh, Orion a gigalite or a hypercoaster. But I feel like you can't. You can't do both. I think gigalite's a nice term that I coined. I honestly think gigalite's hilarious. Um, And really, I just find more of the nerd rage funnier than anything else. Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like hiding myself on um, in the loop. We were making jokes about how it's a three star ride. And the, the joke was going over everybody's head. And I'm like, Orion's belt. It's a three stars in the sky. Like. Come on, guys. Like, it, it was a pun. And it was going over everybody's head. And they were like, you haven't even ridden it. How dare you say it's three out of five stars? I'm like, didn't. <laughs> said it was a three-star ride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's that's that's why we like to bring these topics up. And, of course, you know, make memes like yeah. that. Well, can, is there, like, a lot of background music playing right now? There's, like, something Not really crazy going on outside. Uh, I hear. I don't hear anything from you guys. Okay. Okay. That's good. Go invite somebody on. I would say it's my like, kid's home now, so he might. You might hear him screaming upstairs. He's up in his bed. My wife's trying to make him take a nap. Now there's a homeless dude yelling at a car that's playing loud music. Oh. It's right in front of my building. <laughs> oh man, Seattle sounds cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's so edgy. It, it's on the list. I'm gonna. I really want to get out to that area and do like Silverwood, the Seattle yeah. area. Go to Portland because Portland seems like a fun town. Yeah, like the region's interesting. Um, plus, like, I mean, the western part of the country is just. It actually has natural beauty. Mm-hmm. Unlike, I'm only down to like 11 states I haven't been to yet, and like it's pretty much that corner of America. So, yeah. I'm like, I'm trying. I, yeah, like, I mean, once you, I don't know, like, once you live somewhere with natural beauty, then, like, you think about living on the East Coast, and it's like, I don't know. I'm I'm admittedly very uh, biased right now, but. I mean. If there's, like, if there's no mountains, I really don't want to live there. I mean, so I grew up in New England, and we would always go up to New Hampshire to see the leaves change colors and and go skiing up there and all of that kind of stuff. And, and so like, I get it. Like in Florida to drive through Georgia, it's also flat up until like you get to the mountains of North Carolina and it's not really the same, but I mean, I, I still appreciate my like natural parks. Like part of my (laughs) trip to Denver and um, Salt Lake city was to drive to arches to go hiking, like shit like that. Because you got to see all of America, not just the theme parks. Right, exactly. Absolutely. And that's like one thing I I don't um my big complaint is that I don't meet enough people with had to have like crossover, you know, between like hobbies and other theme parks and stuff, but Yeah, I also like weird shit. So like uh going back to my like Pennsylvania road trip, instead of getting a hotel, uh, we stayed in a caboose. We found this like Airbnb caboose resort where you res- rented a caboose on a train for the night to sleep in. And like, that was totally badass. That sounds awesome. And because I listened, I'm going to have to say caboose. Caboose. <laughs> yes. Well, so the term caboose came when we were uh, hotboxing the caboose. 
<laughs> That's awesome. That is completely awesome. <coughs> yeah, so that's where the the term cabise came from. <laughs> that's that makes a lot of sense. Yes. Oh man, what a great trip. <laughs> um You have any buffet horror stories? So, uh one of my first the first time I met my wife's parents, um who are they're straight out of Puerto Rico. So like they, they hardly speak English and they wanted to take us out to dinner. And so we went to golden corral and I I really don't like golden corral. Um, but it was, I mean, it was whatever. I think their theory was that there was something for everyone there. They didn't have to ask me like what I liked or anything like that. So we went to golden corral and we were eating there and there was this, uh, Brazilian dad that held up his, his son into the chocolate fondue fountain and the kid just opened his mouth and was just eating the chocolate straight out of the fountain. Oh. And I, and I mentioned it, um, to like a staff member. He's like, yeah, it happens all the time. Uh, Oh, Oh, so golden corral. (laughs) Golden God. Corral in Orlando. Imagine those bathrooms. Worst <laughs> rated worst bathrooms in Orlando. Oh man, probably some dive bar has the worst bathrooms in Orlando. Yeah, the kind that nobody's doing drugs in. Yes. Um, fuck, cotton candy or ice cream. All right. Well, I got a better question for you than cotton candy or ice cream. All right. All right. It's because obviously the answer is ice cream. Uh, But now here's a question for you that I need you to think about and then answer. Is cotton candy a candy or is cotton candy a snack? Are they that different though? Hmm. Because aren't snacks, aren't all candies snacks? Well, no. maybe, but are not all snacks are candy. No, yeah, it's in a subcategory, but it's like, maybe it's its own thing because it's not quite a candy. It's not a candy, but if you think about where you buy cotton candy, you don't buy it in the candy aisle at the grocery store with like your Snickers, your Reese's, your M&M's. You buy it at like the ballpark or the theme park where you can get your churros, your pretzels, your nachos, which are snacks. Yeah, and they usually don't sell candy at the same carts. Yes. Well, the thing that's also fucked up with cotton candy is, like, most of the appeal is watching them make it. Yes. So, like, if they just have, like, bags of it already made, it's like, no, I don't want your disappointing, dry-ass cotton candy. No, I agree. I mean, I think ice cream is the clear winner, and maybe this question just needs to go. Well, no, I think you need to switch it to, is cotton candy a candy or a snack? All right. All right. Not not to tell you what to do on your own show, but that to me is something I always scream at my radio when I listen to this question. I'm like, clearly the answer is ice cream. But the real question is, is cotton candy a snack or a candy? <clears throat> and simple th- answers are going to be like, well, it says candy and it's a candy. And I'm like, that's great. But 
how do you consider cotton candy the same thing as like M&Ms? But again, at the same time, it's sugary and your pretzels and nachos aren't sugary. We'll have to make sure that our guests are either drunk or stoned before we dig into this debate. But thankfully, this comes up towards the end of the show. (laughs) This is one of the two debate questions that come up at work a lot. Uh, And the other one is who would win in a fight, a grizzly bear or a gorilla? Probably. Hmm. I almost would go with gorilla because they're more uh, they're more aggressive. Bears are kind of slow and powerful. Yeah, and that's exactly it. I think a bear weighs more than a gorilla, and they've got like claws. Gorilla could fuck you up, though. Yeah. I'm not saying the gorilla couldn't fuck that bear up some, some, but I think ultimately the bear would win. That's usually the question when, every, whenever like you interview for your job and they're like, do you have any more questions for me? That's usually the that's, question I ask. I think some hey, zoo should pretty go good one. test this out. Well, I was nope. thinking like if I knew nope. some, some animator, a great like YouTube series show would be like to research this and have different animals like virtually fight each other and like, animation and who would win and why we think that hypothesis it needs to be a video game like who would win a tyrannosaurus yeah i'd watch that for insects um like you take different insects from different ecosystems and have them battle each other Mm -hmm. who would win a hornet or a praying mantis it gets like sub level. They're like, who would win? Cancer or anthrax? <laughs> Swine flu? <laughs> or rubbing alcohol? <laughs> just all oh, shit like that. Yeah, dude, that would be amazing. I can't support the zoo idea. Well, no, that's I, I don't actually want to know like what I don't actually like condone animals fighting. And all of that kind of stuff. Um, but, I mean, you you actually have made it almost through this entire show without mentioning you're vegan. You mentioned it first. Yeah. I wasn't even trying to bring it up. And so I'm going to move right along. <laughs> no, 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 no. I want to talk about this. All right. Yeah. So um, just because it, it's slowly becoming more, like, trendy, the whole vegan thing. Like, I know we had, like, I think it's, like, meatless January and all this kind of stuff and like McDonald's and all of these places now have plant-based products. Um, Which I appreciate. Yeah. So is it, is it, is it like the ethical thing? Is it the healthiness of, of being a vegan? It's a little bit of both. Um, Do you find you struggle to, to find options? And then my final question on this topic is like, do you actually enjoy like the plant-based things that are made to look like meat things? Or would you rather just eat like vegetables that are and plant-based stuff that's like salads and grilled cucumbers and stuff like that, rather than having them combine a bunch of shit into a fake patty? Well, I mean, okay. So I've been veget I was vegetarian it's, since 2011. Mm-hmm. And I went vegan about four years ago, and it's always been about I just love animals. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little tough to give up cheese, but 
whatever. There's yeah, you're right. There's so many options available that are fine replacements. So like if I'm craving any particular thing, I can usually find a fine replacement if I want it. But there are some great health benefits as well. And like especially as a diabetic, it's been pretty beneficial. That's fair. I'm easily persuadable. So if I, if like my wife was like, I want to be vegan, I would probably just go along with it. Um, and I know like my work, we have vegan options on the menu and whatnot. And it's, it's slowly becoming like more popular versus like when I was in college several years ago and studying like hospitality and like taking restaurant management classes, there was this vegan that was trying to create a vegan restaurant. And like my professor was like, well, that's an easy way to make your business go out of money and you lose and go bankrupt. Like nobody wants that. And now I think you would thrive if you had a, a vegan restaurant because it's much more social norm than it was before. It's not out there yet. Oh, absolutely. You know, still kind of uh, yeah. find or not rare to find, but they're just not common. So if you have. No, you have like yeah. a couple in each city. It's not like it's not like you. I pull up to this plaza right here, although ironically, there's a vegan place in the plaza across the street from my house, but or across the street from my neighborhood. But um, uh, nice. <clears throat> five years ago, that wouldn't have been the case. It would have been McDonald's, Taco Bell, Subway, and you'd been like, "All right, well, I guess I'll take the salad." Um, but now, like, there's an actual like vegan restaurant that makes like vegan sandwiches and whatnot. Actually, Taco Bell is one of the most vegan-friendly fast food I- options there are. We get the bean burrito. Yeah, exactly. Just take cheese or sour cream off of anything, and obviously no meat. Mm-hmm. And boom, you're good. I mean, most of the sauces are a no-go, but like the fire sauce and all the packet sauces, those are good. So I still eat like shit, if that's what you were really getting no, at. No, that's not yeah. what I was getting at. I was just, it was more of a curiosity <laughs> thing. Um, no, I mean, but there's plenty of options, that said. You know, in every place now, you're right, is like, oh, we've got this and we've got this. And I'm like, cool. But also, like, I don't know. I know how to make a mean tofu or good dish with some garbanzos fuck up some pasta you know what i mean so and see i feel like if i was vegan i would just eat a fucking salad every day i try to eat at least like three a week because it's it you know lots of good vitamins and protein in the dark leafy greens that's the other thing you don't really have to worry about protein everything's got protein yes well i mean you have a bunch of the 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 meat loving Americans that are like, ah, oh, you're going to become weak. There's no protein in that, but it's full of shit. Yeah. Well, you know, whatever. I don't shit on the way anybody else chooses to eat. I don't give a fuck. I do my thing. You know, do yours. Cool. <laughs> it's the best way to go through life. I believe <laughs> it's fair. Don't push your shit on anybody else, regardless of if it's a diet or uh higher beliefs or anything else. Or one of those fucking pyramid scheme things yeah. that the girls are putting on Instagram about like, come join my weight loss supplement. You can be one of my customers and then you could be one of my sellers. And I'm like, you got duped into a pyramid scheme. You got a bunch of boxes of unsold shit at your yeah. apartment. Like that. Yep. Oh, I love being, I love having a second job that I don't have to work very hard for. I can just make lots of money. And I'm like, yeah, with your $500 investment originally. The problem is, is like when those people ask if you're interested, it's like, nah. And you get like guilted into that. I never buy it though. Obviously, just the whole dance is annoying. Yeah. 
check out In The Loop on YouTube. It's a great uh, YouTube channel. Um, we're, we're getting up there in subscribers. We're getting up there in, in views. So make sure you check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash In The Loop Podcast, I believe. If not, you just search In The Loop Podcast and you'll find it. Yeah, definitely. Go check them out on YouTube. Support them on uh, their podcast and all the socials. Yeah, and it's time for the annoying part of the show where we go over the Mariner of the Seas 2020 Torn Review. We also have a Universal update, and uh, you see us eating and drinking in Pittsburgh. So check those out. Slamming. I'm, um, I'm used to this. Of course, <laughs> of course um, comment, rate us highly, tell us whatever in the comments. Uh, subscribe, whatever app you're using to listen to this, and check us out on all the socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We have a Tumblr for whatever fucking reason. Um, I thought Tumblr died once you could stop posting nudes on there. That's what we've been posting, so... um, All right, now I'm going to check it out. We're doing good. Yeah, totally. They're all just from Ace. (laughs) Oh, wait, hold on. Gross. Um, No. (laughs) Yeah. The Ace Calendar. Nice. That's a whoa. Okay, what do you think would that sell? Like, like an Acer calendar, but like, hey, 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 be careful! You're an Ace member now, and you gotta you gotta behave. Yeah. Oh, did you join? Oh, just, just throwing that out there. There's like rules about this stuff. Yep, and I and uh, you know what's really cool is Robert Ulrich is a, a follower of the show, so. Be careful. You can't mention that Schlitter, Schlitterbahn is a bad park because uh, they killed people. You can't mention that on the show or you get a letter from Ace saying that your membership's been revoked. Well, I'm not a member, so I think we have a good uh, – we got a good cover. I'll just I'll just say the shit. I'll give Ace a plug real quick, though. <laughs> <laughs> Go join Ace. They're cool. They do good things for the community. Yeah, they're cool. That's why I'm a member. It's cool. If you really like roller coasters, shit, if you're listening to this, then you really like coasters, go fucking join us. It's worthwhile. Anyway. Um, holy shit. Yeah, follow us on all the socials. We're we're all over the place. We post shit. Um, hit us up on uh, your favorite coaster sucks at gmail.com. So thanks for listening, and until next week, your favorite favorite Uh, coaster sucks.